I'm Will Flanagan from Frontier Developments, and you're listening to the Loose Screws Podcast. Remember, always keep your fuel tanks full and your O7s poised. Hey guys, it is February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, which depending how you look at it, could be the happiest day or the saddest day of the year. Uh, uh, 2020, um, it is Thursday evening, which means it is loose screws time. Um, Woo! Woo, indeed. I know, the day before Valentine's. Uh, (laughs) With me this evening is um, my standard issue co-pilot and community manager, Kai. How's it going this evening, brother? Fantastic, brother. I'm doing great. Was flying spaceships. My, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, flying spaceships is so freaking good sometimes. Because, like, it's been a really stressful week, and that's all I want to do this evening. So, it's a good day, Tater. Um, also joining us on his uh, every other week schedule is uh, Trax. How's it going, Bubba? I live on. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's good. <laughs> that could be interpreted as uh, as things are bad. Things are not bad. We're good. We're flying, as Kai says, we're flying spaceships, man. Shoot. I know. I mean, um, I don't know. It's a little, it's, it's been a really, really kind of stressful week personally for me. And last mm-hmm. night was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I, I had to cancel some things we had planned together last night. And poop happens. So. Yep. Um, we are here for you. So, um, got a little housekeeping here. Number one, Trax uh, does all of our audio uh, management and audio engineering. I don't, I don't <laughs> say management is the right term, but audio engineering. And that's what he does for his business. And um, so, if you, he also has his own <laughs> podcast called The Tone Control. And you can get all this stuff over at jntrax.com. The other thing is that it's kind of a, a momentous day for loose screws because we officially have a domain, which no right. doesn't, doesn't sound like a whole big deal, but I'm very proud of it. <laughs> and uh, so the domain is loosescrewsed.com. Um, that's also our Twitter handle, but you can get all of the Discord, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch. All the links from the loosescrewsed.com. And we have a full-blown, brand-new webpage that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So it's awesome. I'm very excited about that. I've been working, working pretty hard on that in my off time whenever I have time to work on it between flying spaceships and uh, actually working with work. So <sighs> breathing a little bit now that we're getting really close. Uh, Speaking of which, Kai, you weren't on when I was showing that the tracks. I need to give you that link and show it to you. So, because there's a few things we got to tidy up on it, but we'll 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 handle that offline. Fantastic. Um, the other thing is that so coming up in March is the loose screws distant screws expedition. <laughs> That's such a better <laughs> title than just distant screws. <laughs> the loose screws distant screws expedition. It's a screwy expedition out to Sagittarius A by way of Colonia and back. And I've been really happy and impressed and surprised by the response. So it's turning into a thing. Um, 
But if you haven't checked it out yet, our there's links in the events channel of our Discord, and uh, there's a EDSM page uh, that has the route that you can review and see kind of what's planning. And I'm updating that as I kind of fill out uh, certain things, like uh, if if particular people are going to be with me on certain days, as far as the stream is concerned. And then there's also a sign up sheet for people who want to come out to be with us. And I'm going to check it right now to see what the current number are. I think we are almost at 10. I think there's just still, there's still just nine people in here. Uh, see responses. Yeah. So nine responses currently. So if one more podcast listener decides they want to come on this expedition and signs up, then, uh, I believe that's all it's going to take for us to be able to submit this as an official expedition on EDSM and it'll get its own badge and, uh, spot on the front page and everything. So. So oh, let's be clear cool. here. I've already I've already talked to a, a dozen people that are like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I think I might join for that. I think, you know, it yeah. sounds like a good thing. You know, DJ Wiley has expressed interest. Um, there's been uh, several others have have also expressed interest. So for sure, we're getting to ten. The question is, who's going to be the magic number? Who's going to be mm-hmm. able to to say I was number ten? I was the guy that signed up and made this thing to where it was an official you know, uh, recognize expedition with the patch and all that. So who's mm-hmm. going to be the famous one? I guess we'll see. First come, first serve. You know, sidebar here, I'm actually, I actually designed the patch. So I, I'm a little, mm-hmm. uh, like, I really want to see it on the website on EDSM. So I'm a little partial to that. I'm a little, got a little bias going on there. So All right, guys. So make ties day. Sign up <laughs> on our sheet. Um, bring any ship you want. Uh, one thing that I actually want to note, I, I realized that in the questions I was asking, I was asking some other details just so that we have some sort of uh, fluff information about the expedition itself. And I forgot to ask what platform everybody was playing on because somebody asked me, is it okay if they come if they're not on PC? Uh, obviously, that's okay. And I added that question into the sign-up sheet. So everybody who has signed up already can add that to their response if they want to. But yes, everybody can come. Um, obviously, we're playing on PC, but uh, you know, at a long expedition like this, we might not have interacted a whole lot anyway. It's really just about sort of the camaraderie of of doing the thing and being places and seeing the sights. So um, come along. Uh, let's get some representatives from the other uh, from the console players. Yeah, and it, I mean, even if you're. If you happen to be on PlayStation 4 or you happen to be on Xbox and, you know, there's only a couple people coming of your of your platform or whatever, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. We'll all be making jumps together the same weeks at the same time. We'll be at the same places. We'll all be talking about our experiences. We might, you know, land at different planets or see different things. We might have some little interviews here and there out in the black, you know, when we're when we're out there and we do a little thing where we say like, Hey man, we're, we're talking with this guy today and we're talking about, you know, what happened here or what we saw there. So for sure, no matter what platform you're on, you're with us. Come on over. Right. So the streams are going to have, I'll I'll just quickly, like the streams are going to happen on Tuesdays uh, between uh, March 3rd. And then the last one being on, on um, uh, April 28th. And there are going to be three episodes that happen on weekends in addition to those where it's going to be able to be uh, UK hours. The first one that I've confirmed is going to be Sunday, March 15th. 
Um, and I'm going to have Alec Turner in the co-pilot seat with me chit-chatting about everything we see and probably some stuff that we don't see. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about that. I haven't talked with Alec in a while, so. Yeah, I want to ask him how he learned to fly the SRV like that and why I'm still <laughs> driving it. I wish to hell it's I called flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can actually tell you the story of how he learned, and I will tonight. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I'll start with Kyle. What you been up to this week in the game, bro? Oh, in the game. Okay. Because first off, I put in like 70 hours at work this week. It's been kicking my butt. And then I had, uh, I don't know, people are making jokes now in the Discord about how I am David Braben in disguise or I am an AI or there's clones or whatever. But like legit, there's it's none of that. It's just I spend, I would say probably maybe uh, an hour and a half to two hours a day like doing show notes stuff and, and searching for stuff online or whatever. So when work is heavy, like it has been, it kicks my butt a little bit, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> the time that I have been uh, able to log on and actually play, I have um, gone out and got into some shenanigans uh, at the story time uh, location and uh, which we'll cover in a little bit. And I've been continuing on my path, man. I've been doing my my uh, <clears throat> bug squashing. I'm doing my part uh, for you know <laughs> uh, for for uh, for the for the Federation for humans for hashtag Team People. Uh, if you remember, what was it? Two weeks ago, three two three weeks ago when I started this, I <clears throat> was just about to get into expert rank. Mm-hmm. I've gone all the way through expert. I've gone all the way through master and I am now dangerous. So I have to finish, uh, I have to finish out dangerous and then finish out deadly. And that will put me at elite. But, um, as, uh, as dubs quite rightly pointed out, I will not consider myself elite until I, uh, make some other achievements as far as, you know, work on my PVP skill and go for some big boy dog hunting. But, uh, but you know, it's just a, it, right now it's a thing that I'm focusing on. So I'm, I'm happy with yeah. the progress. Well, boy, I'm only dangerous. You caught right the hell up to me. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, it's pretty much, I think, I think it's like, uh, I think, isn't it dangerous considered like the halfway point? Well, each time I, they double. So that would make sense. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I remember hitting dangerous and then like spending the next two years dangerous thinking I was a badass. And then it took me a little bit longer before I finally hit the wonderful triple elite. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, uh, I tend to be driven and I tend to, uh, like there's no magical formula in it, but I, I just, I go, man. I just, yeah. I go and I don't stop. So that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, achieving my goal well in advance of the 4th of July. Well, knowing you, you'll accomplish it. However, uh, if you do accomplish it, I think it'll be quite an accomplishment because, uh, it took me the better part of a year to get there when I actually started concentrating on it. So. Plus, he Kai has signed up to come out with us 
on the loose screws, distant screws, screwy expedition. And yeah. that's gonna that's gonna delete a lot of his his grind time. So well, that's a that's a bold stance. Well, here's the thing. I, I feel that uh, I feel that I can get to deadly uh, before the expedition kicks off. I want to get a good portion through deadly, and then I'll take a month and a half off to uh, screw around with my friends, and then I'll come mm-hmm. back and put my nose back to the grindstone. Very nice. What have you been up to, Trax? A little of this, little of that. I've kind of just been messing around and chilling for a while, although last night our our mutual friend, friend of the show, Dubs, got me a little bit inspired to maybe rejigger my Anaconda build for the expedition because he managed to get one that jumps nearly as far as mine, and then he followed me out to a conflict zone and uh, didn't get killed <laughs> stay uh, strapped in, or get clapped yeah he, dubs <laughs> that thing yeah, put up some pain but um actually the interesting thing tonight is i always record podcasts out in my studio mm-hmm. where everything sounds awesome and all my equipment is but doing this podcast and knowing that you guys are in game while you record and stuff i felt a little left out so i have redone my whole situation here and I've brought my microphone and a preamp and my computer down into my game room. And I'm I'm in game. I'm I'm staring at Commander Tierval inside the station while I float around outside. Oh shit, are you in game? I'm in game <laughs> and I'm actually playing the game not in VR for the first time in as long as I can remember, because it would be absurd to try to do a podcast in VR in uh, VR and be able to look at the notes and stuff. So um, I'm playing flat screen, but I am playing tonight. Awesome. Right on, oh, brother. And what you yeah, drinking? You oh, you're even in the vet. <laughs> I'm in the vet, man. I'm I'm vet to vet with you right now. Oh, vet to vet. Let's go like let's go like let's, go, let's kiss. <laughs> um, well, I guess we know. I guess you guys are each other's uh, Valentines. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We need to. In fact, I, I bet we could. You can make the vet look like a heart shape if you if you squint. How? No? What? How no? much are you drinking? <laughs> Oh, not that much yet, but I've got them lined up here, so I don't even have to leave the desk. I can just oh, crack yeah. the next one right now. So oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see uh, how the night goes. We're we're gonna do a sweet little ten meter ten meter a second kiss. All right, ten meters. You got it. Ten meters. Oh shoot! Slowed it down. Ten, just ten. Just ten. Oh, there it is. And <laughs> exciting. And oh, craziness! Mm-hmm. All right, move back over. I can look at the. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had kind of an interesting week from what little bit I've been able to play. So for the first time in quite a while, I have gotten into CQC again. And uh, I'm very excited about this because as crazy as it sounds, I'm sitting around going, ah, I might be able to hit elite. If I try hard enough, I could probably hit elite. Everybody says you can't do it, but I'm already up to amateur. So... Uh, that sounds like it's a long way from elite. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, don't get me wrong. It's still a long, long way from elite. But considering I was like, what's the lowest rank? Like 2% uh, mostly helpless. Yeah, helpless. Yeah. Something like that. It, it, one, one, I think the combat one is, is harmless. And this one here is uh, uh, helpless. But anyway, so. Mm-hmm. um yeah, so I've been uh, I've been doing some CQC. I've been been enjoying that for the most part. 
I say for the most part because it, there's a few people in there. I don't want to sit there and just go, oh, I think they cheat, but I think they cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Either I'm completely retarded on uh, some things, which is very possible, uh, that I just don't know what the hell I'm doing um, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing because I am not the smartest person. But it's also possible that uh, I just do not... Uh, that we're just we just have some cheaters, and I think we just have some cheaters. So, Could be. I, it, it, it is a far way to go, and you know everyone says, "Oh, that's not possible. That's not whatever." I'll let you in on a little secret: a man who will not stop cannot be beat. You can be pushed back, but you can't be beat as so long as you keep coming. Well, I'm, I'm going to take a little break when I do the uh, distant screws. Oh, actually, I have two stories. I have two stories I want to tell real quick, okay? Uh, first one is my joystick story, um, or my HOTA story, because saying joystick as a grown-ass man sounds a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as many people who I play with might know, the yaw on my Logitech X56 squeaked. So I had the original version of it after my X52 died, after four years of use. And um, I had the original X56, and uh, it started squeaking. So I, I sent it into Logitech. Logitech sent me back a, a repaired, refreshed, whatever you want to call it, new one, or refurbished one. Refurbished, yeah. Yeah. And after about three months, it started squeaking again, which pissed me off. But I kind of left it alone. I was like, I'm just going to wait until the warranty expires, and I'm going to take the dimming apart and fix it myself. Well, I got really irritated by it because I got tired of hearing the squeak. So I contacted Logitech. And after speaking with their customer service, they were good enough to actually send me a brand new one in box with a label to send back my old one. So All right. kudos to Logitech for doing the right thing and, and helping me out and make it to where I didn't have to learn how to fly this game with a mouse and keyboard and possibly kill a kitten. So <laughs> not that I would actually kill a kitten, but <laughs> uh, you saved but a was, kitten, Logitech. Yeah. So the, the other thing I was wanting to tell you is, um, so my buddy Gunskill, who was actually on the very first episode of this podcast, going all the way back to August. I know mm -hmm. it seems like, like just a few days ago, but it uh, seems like a, lifetime ago for me. Uh, anyway, going all the way back to August, I told him about distant screws and he's been kind of, you know, uh, he didn't really want to participate in the show no more, but he's been listening to the show and he's, you know, he's, he's a, he's an avid listener of the show. And I said, Hey, we're doing this uh, expedition. Do you want to go? And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. So um, he, uh, I spent, Large portion of Tuesday, I think. Tuesday or Wednesday. No, it had to be, was it Monday? I spent a large portion of one nights this week actually going through and getting him set up on a, a crate. And then I got my crate decked out. And then after I did that, I thought, man, I still want to take my vet. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. But I don't know if I'm going to take the vet or not because, I mean, the very first waypoint on the expedition the difference is either 40 jumps in the crate phantom or like Say 90 it. jumps. 90 <laughs> jumps. And I just, I'm thinking that crate phantom is looking better and better. So you, could strip, you could strip the vet. 
a bit and not strip it completely and have it be a lot better. I've actually worked out how to strip the vet to see if I can get it down. The best I can do it is about 37 light years. I know I can strip it further than that, but then I can stay strapped. So, <laughs> so my, my favorite ship for exploration, deep, deep exploration, mm-hmm. is my Crate Phantom, and I love it. But yeah. I've never done this before. I've never done a group expedition where I have sort of the freedom of knowing that I'm going to have some guys around. So I think I may, as a tip of the hat to the old school commanders, I think I may, you know, see if I can go and get a whole bunch of pictures of Asp in front of things. I think I might go with the (laughs) Asp Exploder, go old school, and kind of, you know, kind of just celebrate the uh, the pioneer spirit of the olden days guys like Ty. Yeah, I actually do not own my ASP anymore. I sold it for the crate, which has made me a little sad, but I don't care. The crate's better. So uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't argue that for one second. <laughs> I just kind of want to do it just to do it. Cause like if I'm going out solo, I'm taking my I'm taking my crate because that's yeah. like that's my buddy out in the black, yeah. black, black. But like if I'm gonna just zip around the verse, I, I like my little bus. I like my little uh, my little taxi, my little beep beep uh, uh, Diamondback Exploder. But yep. uh, I think I kind of want to, like I said, go just old school retro and do the ASP. Well, did you part, did you sign up on the forum with an ASP? Uh, I think I. I don't know what I clicked on it to be honest with you. I remember I was I was doing that. I was pulled to the side of the road and did it on my phone, I think. And I well, I can tell you. I think I clicked diamond. I think I clicked the uh, the wrong thing. I think I clicked uh uh phantom, but I'm thinking about it. I'm changing my mind to ask. If okay, if not see. if it's not Kaizen, you, yeah, you said phantom. Uh, can you change that to ask for me? Um, <laughs> no, I can't. All right, I'll change it. <laughs> yeah, gonna you're really gonna take the asp, huh? I just I feel like going just as long as you school, turn your speakers okay. off, you'll be fine. Exactly, it's the most <laughs> annoying <laughs> engine. I I all right, well man, I I, I want to hey, go. Old we'll school. see if you respect, we'll see if you like it after you go. You know, thirty thousand light years. <clears throat> Here's well, the thing, man. Yeah. I respect the hell out of Ty. You know, going old school in the day and taking his vet places yeah. and stuff. And like, I just kind of want to do the pioneer spirit thing. I want to do the ASP. Well, there are three ASP X's on our signup form already, and that doesn't include you yet. So you will oh, be wow. in company. Well, make it four because I've decided 100% I'm doing it. All right. It. Awesome. All right. So, here, so here's the thing with that. Okay. Like, I talk a lot of shit like, oh, I took my vet out to Sagittarius. I did this in my vet. I did that in my vet. Okay, do you know the real reason why I did all that in the vet? Because I was poor. <laughs> you didn't have any other ships because you bought a vet. <laughs> exactly, I bought the vet. But but just like when you find these couples that it's like, you know, they're talking about like they, they have like a, you know, a four-bedroom house with a three-car garage and all this stuff, but they wistfully think back of the days where they were poor just out of college and they had like a crappy little one-bedroom you know, whatever, where the radiator only sometimes work. But, like, they remember those times fondly. They weren't living like that because, you know, that was the I, that was the thing. They were living like that because they had no choice. You were traveling like that because you had no choice. 
But when you look at back at it now, you wear it like a badge of honor and yeah. you remember it fondly. So I say, you know, that's still cool, man, regardless of why you did it. Yeah. It's cool, man. I, yeah. I support you. I, here's the thing. There's about an 80% chance I'm taking my vet. <laughs> Respect, bro. Respect. Yeah. Take, take the, take the hull off of it and you know, whatever, put a couple of extra things in and you'll be fine. You never, you, when do you lose the shields on that thing? Come on. Um, at right before I, I, right before I boost out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so just boost I'm, out a little sooner if we're out there and, and anything goes down. Yeah. Well, on to the news this week. So the kind of there wasn't a whole lot of news out of Frontier this week, but we do want to talk about uh well, I think we were saving that for Elite. But the thing that we do want to kind of talk about this week is not actually from Frontier, but Commander Exegius and the pilot. Uh, got together and did a video together, uh, which is pretty cool. I think. I think the pilot went on. Was it the pilot that went on Exegius Exegius show? Or was it the other way around? Yeah, I can't remember. that was correct. It was the okay. pilot was a guest on. It was the Friends on Friday. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. The Friends on Friday thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know. I probably remember a name. So, uh, let's just go around the horn and, and talk about comments on that. We'll start with Kai. So let's break this out a little bit because we already talked about the friends on Friday thing. That was a separate thing and they had a great visit together and it was a, a long, uh, it was a, a, a just a, a long, uh, really good conversation. They discussed, they shot the moon, man. They discussed everything that you can. And, but this is a video that came out this week that I give big props to X for putting this out. Exegius pulled it out labeled it separately and it's ballsy man because let me tell you these two guys went at it they 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 had a conversation in which they were diametrically opposed in their ideas um so so just to get to the root of it basically the, the question or the conversation was you know, around the idea of, do you want a player controlled economy? And the pilot gave a very good argument for why he would like it. And he talked about a lot of different issues and and things that he would like to make the universe more dynamic and what have you. X uh, was arguing entirely against, and his argument for why he doesn't want a player driven economy revolved around one specific key issue. He does not want pay to win. He does not want RMT coming into this game and in any way affecting it. And he went so far in in his feelings on the matter that he said flat out and, and repeated it multiple times that the day they give you that, the day they allow that, <clears throat> I am deleting my account on stream and will never play this game again which, I mean, he has a very, very strong opinion on, on, on the matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought it was interesting. So here was the, the thing that I respect the most for, for both of their points. I, I honestly lean much more on the side of the pilot. I agree with the pilot in the overall argument of if you, can, if you 
could have more dynamic uh, uh, player-driven economy, would you choose to have it? I side with him more on my general philosophy for it. But I give mad respect to both of them for the way they went about the conversation. They got even a little heated. You could hear it. And and the whole conversation, we'll break it out. I've got a clip. You can hear the whole, you know, 45 minute long or whatever conversation yourself. And it got a little heated. It definitely got a little heated. But -hmm. they both showed each other the respect to listen to the other person's point to sort of counter it with how you feel and what you think, but not drag it to a place that so many times that's what happens today with any or anything, you know, elite fans versus star citizen fans or Republicans, Democrat or this, that and the other. You immediately shut down. You stop listening to the other guy and you, you get dirty or nasty with it. And neither of them did. They had a civil heated discussion in which they disagreed on how to go about this, but they both respected the other enough to let the other make their point and then, you know, go with the next round. And they, and they both sort of realized when they got to a point where they had to agree to disagree because they just weren't going to convince the other one. Exegius's point was well-made as well, even though I disagree. I, I, I agree. It's not that I disagree with Exegius. I agree more with the pilot. I agree that having a, a, a more dynamic economy would be better than not. But I completely understand Exegius's point of saying, yeah, yeah, a dynamic economy is awesome. For sure, you should have that. And so long as you can guarantee me a way that there's no RMT element, I'm, I'm down with that. But the second you allow for RMT, the second that you open up that door. Can, can you explain R- RMT? I don't, I don't think I caught that. RMT acronym. is real money transfer. Oh, okay. So yeah, RMT, yeah, yeah. Is, RMT is in WoW, you got your WoW token and, and you buy it, you sell it to somebody for cash or whatever. And they use, or in more what I know it from, because it I, when I was playing WoW, it didn't really have that WoW token crap. But in EVE, there was ISK, and there still is ISK. And ISK uh, is uh, international, I think it's interstellar kroners because they're, they're from Iceland okay. or whatever. And so ISK <clears throat> is their money source, and it is literally uh, allowed to, you can tell me, hey, uh, Kai, um, <clears throat> I've got $30. I'm going to Venmo you $30. Give me, you know, 10 you know, to give me a hundred million yeah. is for what, like you could literally just say that and then I'll just transfer you the money and it's allowed in game. It's completely allowed. It's, it's, there's even, there's marketplaces where you can go and put stuff up using in-game tools and sell it. They completely went the other way with it where they're like, look, we're not going to stop it. We're going to let it happen. And it's the wild, wild west. And if you get screwed or cheated, that's on you. We're going to just laugh at you and say, HTFU harden the F up. Like they, they went a different way with it, man. And so like, uh, just to, to back it up a little bit, just, I agree with the pilot, but I completely understand Exegius. And I think it was a ballsy, cool conversation. It was ballsy of Exegius to put it out. And I respect why he feels how he feels. And I, in the end, when they got to a point where they just could not agree and they could not, 
they were just kind of going in circles. They were both adults and recognized it and said, hey, let's back away from this now because I'm not going to convince you. You're not going to convince me. But just because we don't agree on issue X doesn't mean we have to hate each other. Doesn't mean we have to whatever. We're both cool guys. Let's just move on with life. And that's, I dig that. I dig that. What do you think? Go ahead, Trax. Okay. So, so me. All right. Um, I, so if, if we're still referencing this to the video, I guess I think I actually agree with Exegius. Um, base, and it seems to me that the, the issue becomes, um, well, the, the issue on their video was kind of a strict definition of what they actually mean by play to win, pay to win, sorry. Uh, and I, I tend to agree, like as soon as you're buying something that affects the gameplay with something you didn't earn in-game, then it's like over, I, I, I think. Like I think that means you're, you're paying to win. And, and they're sort of commenting that like, who cares if you can buy a, a totally decked out FDL, even if you don't know how to fly it, the knowing how to fly it is more meaningful in this game. Um, I, I don't personally care about that distinction. Um, and I think that would just kind of like cheapen everything that we're doing here. Um, I would love to have a kind, well, I don't know. I am very hesitant to say that I would want the kind of economy where we could trade things because I just can't imagine a way for that to happen where we wouldn't be pay, where we, you could keep the real money out of it. And, and I think the real money would destroy it. So real quick, just let me jump in here in case there's any question, because I don't want there to be confusion in the distinctions that were made. So no one is suggesting, not Exegius, not the pilot, no one was suggesting that now you could buy a fully engineered FDL in, in the, for ARCs in the store or whatever. That it, No one was suggesting for one moment that it would be designed as an RMT transfer, that it would be designed yeah, for you give me X cash. But what Exegius was saying, well, I, I know that you know tracks. I'm saying I want to make sure that everyone listening also understands so they don't think that it's like, yeah, why would you want that for arts? The argument Exegius was making and the argument that Trax is definitely in agreement with is that the second you allow for me to sell Ty, uh, my fully engineered FDL, for X amount of credits, someone will unscrupulously say, well, I'll just give you one credit for it, but I'm also going to just Venmo you $20. Right, right. And and I don't think you can separate that. I, I don't you think can't. it's possible. And therefore, I, I don't think it could be put in the game in a way that... So the only... I, I was actually... While I was listening to the discussion, I was imagining, like, how would I make a sort of player-to-player economy work in such a way that I think it wouldn't be that. And the only thing I could imagine is if players could create things on their own, right? So it's it's a player economy because it's stuff we create. It's engineered modules that we worked for the materials for and then made and then put on a marketplace. But the prices would have to be not set by us. Like the moment it's, even in the case of an auction, I think that stuff can be gamed. Um, so I think it would have to be some kind of thing where like you could build this and put it on the market and it would sell for 6 million credits. And when someone decided to, when another player bought it from you, you would get the 6 million credits. But the, the, the game itself was like prescribing what the price would be. And I don't think that would satisfy anybody. 
Would it? So the, <laughs> the other issue that they were talking around in this conversation, which they made, they alluded to and made references to, is the fact that we already have that now. We literally have now where people will take your real life money, your real life cash, log into your account and go grind mats for you or do stuff. We literally have right now, there are websites you can go to where you can buy somebody's uh, uh, account in, in Elite Dangerous or whatever. And, and n- in no way are we supporting this or in any way suggesting that this is a good idea. This is bad. But it, it's, it exists now already in the game. It I don't think you World can say that that's the same um, because well, it exists in the game in the shadows in a way that has to be like kind of small time or some or something or it would have a bigger impact. I don't I don't think it's significant. And if it was Oh no, I, I agree yeah. with you. They're two very different things. But I'm just yeah. saying that 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 was the argument that the pilot was making is it exists now. It exists in World of Warcraft. It exists in every game where you have, you know, wow farmers for gold or this, that, and the other. In Final Fantasy 14, you buy Gil for 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 cash yeah. in in all these games. And so the argument I think that he was more going towards is since you can't stop it from happening anyways, you might as well go the CCP route of saying, all right, it's all out in the open and we're going to be completely honest about it. And I completely <laughs> agree with you in your assessment that <clears throat> the fact of the matter is having it happen right now in such a small way is completely different than the amount of 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 volume in which it will happen if you allow for it. I agree with you. You're right on that. I just personally feel that having the freedom of that market adds so much more dynamic gameplay and, and, uh, and options that the plus of that outweighs for me, the minus of people who are pay to win. But I, I I respect your, your assessment as well. hundred percent is valid. Ty. So this is what we're talking about. And this is actually a much larger discussion that spans gaming as a whole, not even necessarily uh, elite dangerous because, okay, if you, if you take out the discussion that the pilot and exegetes have, and you just break it down, what they're talking about are loot boxes. What they're talking about is pay to win. That's what they're talking about. And, you can dress it up however you want to dress it up, but that's what it is, and it's messy, and it's it's a slippery slope. When you start, when you get to the point to where you have a player-driven economy, it's a slippery slope um, for multiple reasons. We saw, um, I'm I'm a big World of Warcraft player, and we saw, or I, I rather I saw, the economy with a multi-server uh, auction house, then get merged into uh, about 20 auction houses. It went down from like, I think like 100 auction houses on one on every server down to like 80. Or, I'm sorry, down to like 20. That was by the grouping of realms, the battle groups. And now I think, that, excuse me, I think we're actually down to just one. And then they put it in the wild WoW token, which... <sighs> Depending on the server you're on, it's actually the wild token is actually more valuable than than the American dollar. Um, it's it's a slippery slope when you start putting in real world behind virtual currency, and 
the industry as a whole is moving away from loot boxes or pay to win because there is something dirty about, uh, you know, like these whales coming into these mobile games and buying um, all the most expensive ships or most expensive things and then playing for, you know, you know, six weeks or whatever, and then quitting. And then they spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a credit card because they have this, you know, for lack of a better term, compulsive gambling thing going on. If you look at the industry, the gaming industry as a whole, they're moving away from loot boxes. And I think that the root of the discussion is pay-to-win loot boxes, no matter how you want to dress it up, whether you want to dress it up as, uh, uh, you want to dress it up, you want to dress it up as like, well, we're just going to sell these little modules. And World of Warcraft has been selling gold since day freaking one. People have been selling ships and accounts or materials in this game since day freaking one. It's not going away. And when you get to the point where, you, where the company condones it, two things happen. One, you devalue progression as a whole. You devalue any sort of accomplishment that anyone takes place, that anyone gains as a whole or earns as, as something they actually gained. Combat Elite, I looked it up on Inara. It's something like 9% of the population has Combat Elite. 9%. Um, if you could pay a website for Combat Elite, which I'm sure there are websites out there, we're getting to the point to where it doesn't matter what you do in the game. There's no value to there's no value to anything you own in the game. And it's I do not like pay to win. I do not like loot boxes. I don't like anything like that. And that's that's ultimately what they were talking about. So like I said, you can dress it up however you want, however you want to. Yeah, so, they, they definitely were so, trying to make a distinction um, where Exegius thought that pay to win was like you're saying, anytime money touches it and it's not and it's beyond cosmetic, it's pay to win. Yep. Um, which I happen to agree with. Uh, the pilot says it's not pay to win because it's this game is skill based and you can have the most meta FDL if you don't know how to fly it, you're not going to win in that fight. Um, well, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that matters, because well, that is not what winning is in this game. Winning is the progression. That's what this game is, and that's why if money touches it at all, it will be destroyed. Well, I mean, okay, skill based. Yeah, you're right. There's 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 skill involved in this game, but World of Warcraft is is skill based. Like if you do an arena, there's a level of skill. If you're doing high-end rating, there's a level of skill there. Uh, you know, from a from a PvP point of view, there's some skill in, in this game, but when you get right down to it, there's not a lot of skill involved in getting in any the of the PvE aspects. Right, in the PvE aspects. Uh, in PvP, Thargoids. Yeah, you want you can make an argument for Thargoid for for Thargoid stuff. I'll give you that. Um, but I just think that. I think that when you apply a, a real world value to something, well, even though it may already exist in another form, you're devaluing anyone who might have earned it the real way. 
And so just go ahead. I think that you hurt the game as a whole by doing that. So just to be clear, um, I, I think you you want to draw a distinction because loot boxes are pay to win, but pay to win isn't loot boxes. So it's it's a situation of the what's the difference between any pay to win, i.e., people who are like gold farmers, Chinese gold farmers, and loot boxes. The difference there very clearly is in one case, it's a situation where out of game, a situation occurs that is not something that the the game really has the ability to stop. They don't condone and they do not profit from. A loot box is a situation where the developer of a game is acting in a predatory manner of sort of now they're treating you like a mark. They're treating you. They're, they're designing the system. game. They're trying to design the game to have problems and flaws so that you pay them cash to get past those problems and flaws. That's a very, very different thing. If if this game or any game that I was interested in started heavily favoring loot boxes, I'm 100% for loot boxes if that's what you want to do so long as and, – and I'll be honest, I'm actually not even for it then – but so long <laughs> as it's all just cosmetics. If, if tomorrow FDev came out with a thing where we they said, hey – now it's a loot box where you can click and get a paint job, a random paint job, and maybe it's a super expensive one and you can get it for cheap. Sure. I would think that that's cheesy. I would not like it. I would not be for it, but I wouldn't be butthurt. I'd be like, whatever, you do you, man. If tomorrow if they cosmetic. said, hey, here's a, a brand new cutter, fully engineered with prismatic shields in a, in a loot box, I would quit playing this game. So I, I, I 100% draw a huge distinction between that and a player-driven economy such as Eve, where there's a lot more dynamic interactions and uh, there's, you know, also, and, and that brings with it a lot of good and that brings with it a lot of bad. So like in, in this, in this discussion, in this, in this whole argument of ideas, the pilot is right. And Exegius is right. Neither one of them, it's not like one of them is dumb and not getting it. They both get it. Mm -hmm. It's just the pilot says, I am more interested in freedoms and expanded options and more choices. And so I would take a more sort of civil libertarian attitude of this thing of saying, hey, man, let's just let it all hang out and see where it goes. And Exegius is right. In the sense of him saying, but but what, what he wants, what he is leaning towards is a more protective of the environment uh, situation of saying like, hey, man, let's not introduce new things that are going to rock this boat and that could take it in a bad way. Well, th- this is, I mean, okay, but think about it like this for just a minute. Let's 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 take ships out of the equation. Let's take real money out of the equation for just a minute, okay? Let's say that you that I buy a module I buy a prismatic shield generator all right and I fully engineer it and then I go put it on to the elite dangerous dangerous auction house no matter they can call it whatever they want but we go put it on the elite dangerous auction house and I put it up for 50 million let's say that I spend <laughs> weeks sorry the, the raw part costs more than that go on 
I, I can't remember the hell they're, the the. <laughs> Go on, go on. Size, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, seems it, like it only... does, but they're wildly expensive. Go on. Oh, it yeah. I'm just, the size, I'm just... but the little ones cost more than that, man. Yeah. All right, well, we're nitpicking. I can't remember how much they're worth. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, please. Sure. Five hundred million. Then, okay. Let's say they're five hundred million. Jesus. <laughs> um. So let's say they're five hundred million. I put it up there for five hundred million. Someone, someone who who doesn't really want to waste the time and go realigning themselves with 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 uh, Ashling and doing all the things to where you have to, you know, waiting the month where you get them again, can spend half a million credits, go buying, go buying it and getting it and then having it permanently on them. I think half that's perfect. Yeah. Half a billion. I think that's perfectly okay. That has existed in every video game going back to day one. But that is that exactly what the pilot is arguing for. And Exegius is saying, no, you can't do that no way, because if you if you do that, what's going to happen is ten guys are going to say I'm putting this size eight A, which actually goes for half a billion already. So that let's say they put it up for three quarters of a billion, so they have a profit margin. Um, <clears throat> but they say I'm going to put this eight A up, or, or sorry, the eight prismatic up, uh, and I'm going to put it up for three quarters of a billion. 10 guys might do that. And then, okay, that's a transaction that Exegius is cool with, that Trax is cool with, that everyone is cool with. But what Exegius and Trax are not cool with is the fact that one guy is actually going to put it up. He's going to be like, all right, Ty, are you ready? Because I'm going to put it on the auction house right now. Have the menu up. I'm going to put it up for, uh, you know, uh, 1 million credit. I'm going to put it up for like a 499 million credit loss for myself in game and you're going to buy it but first you're giving me your credit card number and you're going to or you're going to Venmo me you know 20 bucks cash that's the argument who cares let me tell you why that let me tell you why my who cares on that that's been happening in World of Warcraft for 15 years that's been happening in every MMO out there for however long it doesn't mean it's good to suddenly sanction it well, well, wait a second. Well, Did I just sway you here with that explanation? Because you you were starting I, saying you were on Exegius' side, and now you're on the pilot side. I feel I, like you flipped. I'm playing both. I'm playing both sides a little <laughs> bit here. Okay. <laughs> the, the the thing is, is that involving real money is bad. Having a company condone using real money to buy in-game currency that's bad. But I am a big supporter of having a player-driven auction house that would allow me to farm modules. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily even have to be modules. It could be, what if I'm making, you know... Uh, uh, engineering changes. Yeah, engineering changes or something. What if I have access to an engineer that someone else doesn't and I put it on the, and I put it on the auction house and put it up for them? I mean, there are people right now who go and buy... World of Warcraft, level up a character, get enough gold, go to the auction house, buy whatever freaking gear that you need to get to get yourself decently good for the arena, and then they start going to the arena. Or they start going to... Uh, uh, they start going... They, they're already doing this. And, yep. you know, to kind of go along with it, I'm not even 100% sure that... I mean... Is it really such a bad thing to use real money? 
I mean, <laughs> oh God, you oh, went man. way over no, to the I, other side. This is not how I thought this was going. Holy crap. No, no, hold on. No, he the reason, on us. The reason why I say this, I, think about this for just a minute. All right. More people, if more people buy things, FDev has more money to make us. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not paying FDev. No, no, no. Ty, we're Actually, talking about no. transactions between players. If somebody's <clears throat> paying FDev, I mean, I, I don't like that either if you're buying that that that's so, that is that is definitionally pay to win but yeah um but uh, what we're what we've been talking about up till now has not been paying fdev no i i, I, I get that so what, what, what i'm saying miles. is what, what i'm saying is is basically fdev puts a way you can buy credits similar to the wild the with the wild token yeah, i don't like that yeah. either yeah i see i'm actually I, you you went farther than I did on that <laughs> argument, Ty. I'm good with a player auction house. I'm I I, I don't want FDev to introduce Plex. I don't want FDev to introduce WoW tokens. I'm you you swing from the exegesis side. You went <laughs> so far to the right that you're you're alt right at this point. <laughs> and I mean, like, hey man, here's the thing. We it's we should probably. You know, we're we're an hour into the show already, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, okay. and we, we're going to keep talking in circles because the the whole point here is nobody is wrong or right. It's just a difference of opinion on this issue. There's plenty of arguments where there's right and wrong. This is yeah. a situation where it's personal taste, and so what? Okay, I would so like let's to let's do, quickly do opinions. Let's do opinions okay. and put our money down. Uh, so, opinion: Do you like it? Slash: Do you quit the game? Um, okay, so Kai, if uh, we have player auction houses that mm-hmm. obviously can involve real money, but it's mm-hmm. not FDev selling it to us. Do you like it? Do you quit the game? I, 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 so I, A, I would say I like it, but B, there's not, if we don't get it, there's not anything that's going to make me quit the game on, on this spectrum yeah, yeah. of this argument. No, I, 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 that's a very hard line that, that X I'm told. only saying that because that's what X said. No, no, um, I get okay. it. I get it. So, so then if FDev is selling things, FDev is now selling fully engineered Corvettes um, to any new player. Do you like it or not? Okay, well, so I'm going to take back what I said then, because that it, it, I didn't think that was an option that you were discussing, because that's not what what yeah. what they were discussing. If F lay them on the table, box ships, I would quit the game. All right. What about you, Ty? Um, I, if it's a player player auction house, obviously there's real money. F Dev isn't making money off of it. What do you think? Um, I think real money auction house. I, I would I would say, hey, let's go look at how that worked Diablo three when it launched. It was awful. <laughs> Nobody fucking liked it. Don't do it. Um, if it is just a standard auction house that's a player-driven economy that you can only exchange with credits, I'm all for that. There, but that that, that can't exist. I mean, we're talking about the real world here. That can't well, exist. There will always be money transactions well, in the that's background. That's the minority of transactions, though. That's like less but than I think 1% it facilitates it. it, it you're say, I think it's less than 1% is happening now. If they make it an auction house, it becomes way more than 1%. Because even, it's facilitating. even at ten percent, even at ten percent, it doesn't really matter because it's still a small percentage. I disagree a hundred percent with you, tracks I there. I think right. I think that I think that right now it's less than a tenth of one percent. I think if you introduce an auction house that's player driven, it goes up yeah. to about the one percent mark. Okay. It, even then, it's going to be a small, small, small fish in a huge pool. But I understand completely the feelings of people who say, I don't want yeah. even the 1%. And now, Ty, I'm assuming you would, if, if FDev started selling fully engineered ships, you still play in this game? 
I'm not saying I'd quit, but I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to play. Pretty upset. It, yeah. it, it, first of all, I don't think I, I don't think at all FDev would ever do that. I, I think they've made it pretty clear that they have no interest in doing um, any sort of pay for anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but and I did make up those stats, by the way. Uh, <laughs> their gun skill. I mean, yeah. there's a number I pulled out of the air. So. Um, but yeah, to give you an idea, I I really do think that. FDev will never do this. Will they? Will they? Will they do something to where we have uh, paints like? Uh, uh, will they do something to where you maybe maybe trade paints? Maybe you could gift arcs. Yeah, I I think that'll happen. I think they'll make it to where you can gift mm-hmm. arcs or trade paints or something like that uh, at some point. I think I think that's a I think that's just a matter of them doing it. But so for for me, I think. Um, right, right down. Well, yeah. So, so in Arcs marketplace, which we hadn't talked about before, I think that'd be easy. Yeah, it totally. Like buy paint jobs for each other, send each other gifts of Arcs. I think that's totally sorely missing from the store right now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, if there's a player marketplace that FDev does not participate in, um, I'm honestly worried about how that affects the game. I hope you guys are right that it would, or, or you know, Kai, especially that you're right that it would turn out to be not a big deal. Um, it would make me worried. It would not make me quit. Um, if FDev started selling things, I can't see how I would not be so disillusioned by that that I would quit. It would be so hard to stick with this, and I would be devastated by that. It, but, it also well, kind of, it, it also, you know, last thing I'll say is like, it also kind of depends on how many. Like if, if they give like a like a vet mark two with more gun ports or something that's like twenty bucks or something. Well, obviously I'm buying the vet mark two, but <laughs> um, Ugh, it depends. It, it fall into their trap. I know I do, but it kind of depends <laughs> how many people actually buy it. Like, is it really a pay to win ship? Is it is it some is it, is it like an expansion pack? I, I mean, it's these are questions for philosophers. Just, I'm just gonna pay my twenty bucks and get my pay to get my win ship. So. I, I will say this though: If tomorrow they came out on the Ark Store and said, "Hey, we made a deal with the uh, IP owners uh, of uh, of Battlestar Galactica, and now you can get your 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 uh, uh, Vulture can look like a uh, looks like a, a Viper, the, the Viper I think Mark were Vipers in Battlestar, I, right? I would, yeah, Viper. I, if you could, <laughs> if, your, if your Vulture could look like a Viper, or could look like the uh, either that or the Babylon Five, uh, what are the Star Furies, the Star little, Fury, little yeah. ships? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. If they were like, hey, it's eight bucks, I would be like, shut up and take my money. Because that that's arcs. I, everybody's fine with the cosmetics, absolutely. Yeah. So long as so yeah, so long as it stays cosmetic, a hundred percent. All right, yeah. all right. Cool. We gotta push through. We, we have other stuff. We gotta push yeah, through. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, and I know I went long there. So, so hey, huge, huge, huge salute again to uh, Exegius, Commander Exegius, uh, and the pilot for uh, giving us this awesome discussion topic. Yeah, super. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out where the hell we were at in the notes here. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Next thing on the list is Exegius spoke with. I know we're talking, we're covering a lot of Exegius stuff this week, but Commander Exegius spoke with, uh, and I'm forgetting his name right now. Somebody help me. Commander Gracchus. Commander Gracchus. Thank you. I was, I was about to say Granis, but Commander Gracchus. I told myself I remember that because I thought it was a cool freaking name. Jerry Ferris is his name, but yeah. Commander Gracchus is how I like to think of him for see, sure. See, 
I freaking remember his real name, but I can't remember his command. <laughs> I didn't want to say his real name. So anyway, <laughs> either one's good. I know, mm-hmm. right? So he spoke with him. He had a really good, uh, was about an hour long conversation with him about different things. Um, yeah, man. Actually, was, uh, this is the, this is the video I have not got a chance to watch yet because I spent three hours watching the other one. So, <laughs> uh, sh- shall shall we? Kai, go over the basics, or yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for <laughs> sure, I can. we can. We we absolutely can. I thought we were doing this in uh, the week, but no. that's a, no, it's a, it's totally yeah. fine. So yes, uh, on uh, uh, Friday, Exegius did Friends on Friday welcomes uh, Jerry Ferris. It was an hour and forty three minutes long. Uh, it was a phenomenal, uh, very cool, interesting conversation. You learned a lot about this guy. He has a congenital um, issue where uh, he was at one point in his life able to um, work his 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 arms and his hands a little better, and he was able to sort of game in the more traditional uh, way. But as his spinal condition has sort of progressed and continued, uh, and he does have the type two of the of the two situations, which is uh, gives him a much longer outlook on life as far as it's a, a much better like you know prognosis. Uh, prognosis. Thank you. I'm, I'm not good with medical terminology, <laughs> um, but you know, as his as his situation has progressed, he's to the point now where he can uh, move very little uh, and. As a result, what he has done is is really, really, really sort of uh, commendable. He has <clears throat> developed a very sort of extensive uh, template or control list, or I don't know how you want to call it, but a list of commands. And he uses HCS voice packs, uh, the, the voice command uh, situation, and he completely flies his ship using voice commands. So it's an hour and 43 minutes long, phenomenal, very, very heartwarming, very, very uh, inspiring uh, conversation. And in that, X clipped out a six-minute clip. And I have both of these. So I have the full hour and 43-minute thing that you can listen to. Uh, But X clipped out a um, six-minute little YouTube clip as a separate piece that is just... Uh, this guy landing, not using autodoc, landing on his own using all voice commands. It's six minutes long. It's gone viral. It's been everywhere. It's been three quarters of what everybody's talking about this week, as you'll hear later in Elite Week, from everything. <clears throat> super, super cool. Totally amazing. Super, yeah. super cool. And big 07 to you, Commander Gracchus, Jerry Ferris. You're, you're, uh, you're amazing. Um, I think let's just cover it. I, I want to hit it now just because we're here at this. So yep. <clears throat> in addition to that, um, in the conversation, and I'm not going to go too much into the guy's life, but uh, there was he's had some hardships with regard to financial situation. And there's some stuff that he's he's dealing with. And <clears throat> he's kind of kind of an older computer. And he's 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 having a rough time because, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just it's rough. So. What X did was he was like, well, hmm, let's let's think about this. He created a GoFundMe, and the GoFundMe is for the purpose of having a computer built for uh, 
Commander Gracchus. And uh, <clears throat> and so it was originally they had a goal of a thousand dollars. Let's raise a thousand dollars and get him a computer and get him a little something and upgrade his stuff. And they hit that goal mm-hmm. very quickly. So they said, "Well, we're going to raise the goal to fifteen hundred and try to get a better situation." Uh, they hit that goal. We're now sitting at two thousand. They, they upped it to two thousand. They hit that goal. We're now sitting at two thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. So with this two thousand one hundred and twenty dollars, um, <clears throat> um, says we've now hit uh, the stretch goal with roughly forty eight hours. I've updated it again in the hopes that those who would still consider donating would do so as our goal was always artificial in nature. Know that every penny will be going to Jerry and his family. And at this point, we'll be building him a rather great computer and peripherals that will uh, last him many, many years to come. Uh, For me personally, I can't say how amazed I am at the generosity of our little community. From everyone who's donated to those who have shared the word, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, basically, Exegius is going to take this money He's already uh, talked about that he's reaching out to people to try to like cut deals to get like a discount on this, that, and the other. So he's making every penny count and stretching it as far as you can. And he's going to take all of that and he's going to build a computer for this guy so that, again, pinching the pennies and making it worth it. <clears throat> and they're going to take this whole setup and they're going to do a live stream at the day when it's done. He's got, they're going to be people, friends and family there. They're going to be streaming it and you're going to see the situation. So if you want to put a couple bucks in here towards this, uh, you're going to be able to go and see what your money does to really sort of brighten the day and, and the life of a guy who, you know, has, has dealt with some stuff, man. And, 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 we for, all for real. I mean, you gotta you gotta watch that. Even just just the six minutes to if you don't have time for the rest of it, the six minutes to watch him dock and then um think about that the next time you're playing the game with your typical controls because he can he's using his voice and like his thumbs and he has special setups for that. And he's able to do this. Um and I think the goal for this computer, if I'm not mistaken, is is um we need to get this guy a VR setup. Is that right? No, 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 no. no? Uh so that was the you're you're right that that was uh um Exegius's original thought. Unfortunately, due to Commander Gracchus's physical limitations at, at the moment with uh, his spinal condition, oh, he, he can't, can't yeah. support the VR rig and really move around. That the mobility is an issue. So okay. what they're doing is they're getting him a phenomenal setup. But I think what Exegius is looking to do here is also add other things. Like I don't. There's things you can get where it's like you know you can use your. They have this setup now where you can use your computer to like you know turn your thermostat up or turn the lights, change this or change that. Uh, right. Yeah. You, you know. So what they're trying to do is get them like a really really good system that will best sort of help his overall life situation and yeah. not just video gaming. But in addition to that, he's talked about. Uh, uh, Fer- Jerry Ferris has talked about. Uh, wanting to possibly stream or do something in the sort of realm of <clears throat> helping people of various levels of ability to interact and to find, you know, joy through gaming and 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 different mm-hmm. things. And as a result, uh, Exegius has been looking into because uh, he's in a situation where he's got like a poor internet situation. They're trying to figure out some way 
between, I mean, I've heard everything talked about from this Starlink thing, because where the rural area where he's at, they don't have good internet options. Like he just actually went on and said, well, let me see if I can just get him like a year on a decent deal too. And I can break that out of the money or whatever. And by just kind of going cheaper and cheaper on, you know, doing more work and people donating this and that and the other, just to kind of make it go farther. And uh, it was just really rough in that there just weren't options. So they're trying to think about different ways that they can, best use that money to improve his overall life day to day, as well as an awesome computer. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I kind of feel like an asshole because I have not had a chance to watch this video. It's on my YouTube watch. So, um, <laughs> I, I feel like the asshole who's like, what do you mean you haven't watched this video, Ty? <laughs> no, man. No, man. That's, no, no, no. This, this is That's life. That's why it's we're up on all, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. This is life, man. We're all busy. We're all this. We're all that. The fact that the, the, the asshole is the guy who says, man, screw that and moves on. You're at the point where you're like, oh, man, I haven't got a chance to see this thing yet. I got to get in on this. And that's beautiful for sure, man. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, I kind of talk about this a little bit in the very first episode uh, when I kind of explain why I'm doing this podcast and stuff. But the thing that I have always believed in is that video games have a power that no other media has. No other art form has, and that is the ability the ability to bring people together, bring communities together. And, you know, we say it all the time on this show about how good this community is. And, you know, of course, I, I'm the asshole who hasn't watched the video, but, uh, you know, this, this is a prime example of, you know, something that has brought this community together um, for this. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, Anybody who thinks video games can't be powerful, can't do things, they're, they're just, they, they're un, they're, they do not know. They have no understanding of it. Mm-hmm. They're ignorant. So, Yeah, man, I, I, I look at this and I say, you know, there's times where my life is, uh, you know, like work is long and you're dealing with traffic and this, that and the other and whatever. And you're just like, man, I need to escape from that. And I jump in to fly video games around the galaxy to escape from my troubles. Yeah. And if you look at, how ridiculously lucky I am to be, you know, healthy and able to do all kinds of stuff and this, that, and the other. And then you look at other people with different situations and how they might need just as much, if not vastly more, an, an avenue of escape into a world of the mind where they can just fly spaceships and not you know, uh, not, not, not deal with some stuff that, that is, you know, just sucks or whatever, man, that's, that's for sure. So, so for this, for, for, uh, you know, for this situation, for the thing with Lieutenant Zephyr, where he's doing his thing for, uh, for, uh, cancer, uh, research for the stuff that frontier is doing with, uh, special effects and stuff coming up for all of these different things in this, in this whole realm, man, like I'm not a big believer in telling anybody like, Hey, go donate this now. Like, I don't know your life. I don't know your situation. I don't know what you can and can't comfortably do, but if you can, and if you feel like, man, I, you know, this right here, I've got a little extra right here. I can do a little something somewhere. However, wherever you choose to go, whether it's donating to one or the other, whatever, if you find a thing that, that makes, that brings you joy in helping out somebody in this type of situation, man, God bless you. 
Well, like I said, now I feel like the asshole, but you know. <laughs> um, anyway, um, moving on, because um, we we do need to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. Before we get into Elite Week, I have one thing I want to talk about real quick, and that is um, getting some. And I've had a few people message me about this last few months, and I think it's time that we do it. Is that getting uh, squadrons set up on the Xbox and PlayStation? Um, so we're looking for a couple of people who might be interested in doing that. If you are interested, message me, Kai, or Tracks, and we'll figure out who we want to do that, and we'll go from there. Uh, that way, we have an in-game squadron. Speaking of in-game squadron, haven't checked today. We got no pending applications. Twenty-six members. We do have any game squadron. We don't do anything with it yet, but it is Loose Screws Podcast. Feel free to uh, join up with us. If you're not affiliated with somebody and you want to be, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I definitely wouldn't phrase it to say we don't do anything with it yet. We do stuff. We, what we're not well, doing is we're, yeah. not doing, we're not doing background simulation uh, uh, player faction things. What we're doing is getting together having fun, you message people, you say, hey, I need to go get my, I mean, I just every day on the Discord, yeah. man, every day I'm seeing, oh God, I got to go get my, this. I got to go get these AX weapons. I got to go out to the Guardian site. Whoa. Hey man, I'll yeah. go with you. Oh, cool. Let's go kill some interceptors or uh, let's go this, that, and the other. Like people are finding fun things to do pwp man player with player every day and whether you choose to do it in the squadron uh if you if you don't have any squadron at all come join us or or if not us find someone else but don't be without a squadron look for friends bring them on board uh do stuff with them like player with players where it's at man and just kind of give you an idea so um last season this little squadron finished up 47th in Xeno defense. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this season. I know we're early in this season, but we are number 42 in Xeno defense. And we are number four <laughs> in CQC. Nice. And, out, of, and, out of thousands of squadrons. Yeah. yeah. That's, and, That's cool. Yeah, uh, Winged Hussars, I'm probably mispronouncing that, Elite United Worlds CQC Discord are one, two, and three. So, just saying. So, basically, we're fourth behind the people who focus on that, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's pretty cool. That's where we rank at. And I I strictly started this because people were like, hey, man, do we have a squadron? Yeah, I'll make one real quick. And then we're actually kind of ranking pretty, you know, I want to say like in the like really high, but we're ranking, you know, respectably and i think that's pretty cool so mm-hmm. and it's i'll be not, honest with you go ahead no no you do you do yours <laughs> i was gonna I was close saying, it I'll, up. Be, <laughs> I'll be honest with you I, I don't give a shit about where we rank on anything what i, I what i like <laughs> what i what, what i like is that people are finding people and they're not being alone they're like hey i want to go do this thing i'll help that's you right. let's go like that's what I care about. The other stuff, that's cool, man. When you read it, I don't want to. I don't want to say that in a shitty way. Be like, man, I don't care what you think. <laughs> like, I it's awesome when you say it. I'm beaming with a big smile. But for me, if we were nine thousandth place in every last category and people were all having fun, 
I'm happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard. It's there's nothing. There's no pressure to it. It's not a faction, and we don't have to upkeep it. It's just if you don't have a squadron and you want to log in and have a bunch of built-in friends, for one thing, you should already be in our Discord, and then you would find a bunch of friends to add anyway. But regardless of that, like we can log in with the squadron on PC and go into chat and tab or type slash S and suddenly, you know, you say hello. And then there's a bunch of people online in various systems around the galaxy to chit chat with. Um, so if you haven't had a squadron, that's, that's pretty much all it is. And we can set bookmarks for each other. That uh, uh, that's about it. <laughs> um, it's just a, some, some built in friends. So if you're interested and you don't have one and, and uh, I mean, really it's, it's not a lot of work. So. Well. So with that, I think that's going to push us up into Elite Week. Um, I'm actually going to step away for like five minutes, call into work real quick. Kai, will you take over with Elite Week real quick, and I'll be right back? We yes, have it. Sir, I got you. We'll wait for All you. Right. We'll see you back soon. All right. All right. So new to the Discord. First off, if you want to be part of the Discord and be one of the cool kids and get to do all this stuff, like like uh, Trax was just saying, why, why don't you join us? Tiny, you are. Yeah, what's wrong com. with you? <laughs> wow. You freak, you weirdo. No. Get with URL.com forward slash loose screws podcast. That's L O O S E S C R E W S P O D C A S T. No spaces. I spell it all out because sometimes people are like loose screw, loose screws, you know, yeah. spaces, whatever. No. So, all right. So, who joined this week? We got Witness Man, all shiny and chrome. We got Bob the Gaming Mermaid. We got Raphael B. We got G- JM Universe, Wolf9800, Troll1371, Hugh Borbaki. We got Han Swanson. I love that name, bro. It's, <laughs> Big it's fan. the cross between Han Solo and Ron Swanson. That's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> we got Judge Raven from Plutarch Radio. Big salute. We got Crash Harper. We got Divergent. Stunned Sun Do 32. We got the sixth element, an Xbox player. Bring it, bro. We got Iris. We got Death King 5601, Narfi, uh, Fingers McCoy, Smokey Samson, Mr. Bones 3, Fancy Moco. That name cracks me the hell up. And any of you that speak Spanish, you know what I'm talking about. We got <laughs> Sulan Zhao. We got English guy Ash. He's got to catch them all. He needs every last ship. We got Jalaman. So, yeah, big salute to you guys. <clears throat> so, Discord shout outs. There's a whole lot through the week. We're going to skip through a bunch of stuff, but I just want to real quick give a shout out to Chig. Uh, he was listed as the hero of the Tharg battle in Inara, man. He has been tearing it up on those Thargoids. We got JN Trex for launching his Distance Screws expedition. Sign up process uh, in EDSM. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know. There's a thing going on. We got Hugh Borbaki. He's heading off into the Formidine Rift for a deep survey. By the way, Trax, Hugh Borbaki said, yeah, man, I'm going to do this deep survey in the Formidine Rift, and then I'm going to rush back so I can get in. I <laughs> yeah. don't think he's signed up yet. So he'll, if he, he's not if he signed hears up yet, this but he, before he the others, yeah. yeah, he'll be number 10. He um, can do it. And, I, and of course, again, this week, I want to give a big, big, big shout out and salute to Lieutenant Zephyr, the world's greatest shave. It's a charity for the Leukemia, Leukemia Foundation. I'm tripping over my own tongue. Uh, the, sh- the link is in the show note. You can absolutely go and, and uh, uh, 
uh, throw a few bucks that way and, you know, and, and whatnot. Um, and a huge, huge, huge shout out to Commander Dubs. Uh, last week when we did the thing, it was super, super late and we didn't really get enough time to focus. I, I think all of us, including dubs was like, I'm tapping out now. It's like one in the morning, <laughs> two in the morning, whatever, let's go. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to follow up with him and have a, 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 a little more conversation about a lot of the combat issues and this, that, and the other, because let me tell you something, dubs is just a diamond in the rough, man. He is a hundred percent, an awesome resource for all the stuff that he's done in helping people design layouts of ships. I've heard him go and do Coriolis builds and link stuff constantly. I love his links, by the way, where he like links a page and a half long Coriolis <laughs> build because he doesn't click the little little one. I'm the always short like, link, huge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dubs is always helping people with combat advice and all that stuff. And I really want to have more of a conversation with him about some of that stuff. So. Look forward to that. <clears throat> On last week's hashtag story time. Okay. We didn't tell you what it was. We just said there's a thing. Go find it. Uh, here it is, guys. It's the derelict anaconda at HR 5906 2A planet. So the people that had their – Ty's going to tell you all about it in a minute. But the people that had their – or in a little bit. But the, the story – I think he's back. there. Yeah, uh, we had, well, he's, his thing comes later, though. We got, oh. first we got Lustful Ewok. He was there first. Roughneck57 followed him, followed by Commander DJ Wiley. Then we had the pack of weirdos show up and ruin things like always. So what we had here, a bunch of us went to just be silly. And Dubs parked his anaconda right on top of the derelict anaconda. And you just kind of have to hover there, but with the landing pad out and it's all the way down and uh, <clears throat> dubs parked on top of the anaconda, Raxla Smaxla parked her anaconda on top of Dubs's anaconda. JN Trax <laughs> parked his anaconda on top of Raxla. Lieutenant Commander Data parked his asp on top of all of them. And I parked my DBX on top of data. And before that, we were screwing around. And while everybody was stacked up, I went back and jumped my SRV all the way up and landed for just briefly on data and then fell over and got stuck in the wreckage. And that was hilarious. So we were a skyscraper of stack ships. Um, that was some silliness. And that was very cool. And that was going to be the coolest thing that happened until Alec Turner won the internet <clears throat> with his first, he had several artsy shots and a video of an SRV that jumped off a cliff. It base jumped off a cliff in the mountain range miles in the background. And then he was fliving many, many miles, many kilometers to get all the way to the derelict anaconda and landed on it. There is a link that's going to come in, in just a moment to this video. You have to go see this video. This this skill level is crazy good. Um, this driving week, is so wild. Yeah, man. So last week's Kai's question. What do you especially love about Elite? Must be unique, so don't copy anything previously posted and make all posts with hashtag questions. So, you know, mine was you don't have to be a murder hobo. Ties was elite in VR for the extended outward galaxy, just looking out on the planets and stuff and <clears throat> seeing how beautiful it is in the depth and space of the universe. Dubs's was the combat characteristics and flight model. 
So we got the Texasist wrote in. He likes that I can play elite the way I want. The way I play elite is completely different from the way my friend plays it. It's such a beautiful open game. Atrus5060 wrote in, the fact that it's your story, not one written for you, that you make the choices and move the plot along, and that it's up to you and how you want to interact with the galaxy, whether to do it alone or with other commanders. Roughneck 57. Yeah, yeah. Roughneck 57 wrote in, the immersion in VR, the attention to detail that they put into the cockpit designs and the audio really makes me feel like I'm in my ship. Nothing else out there does immersion nearly as well. Now, I allow this one. What's that? Except for the Aspects Explorer. This is the only sound that's... (laughs) (laughs) You don't like that engine sound, bro. I allow this one. Even though Ties was VR, Ties was VR outward in the galaxy or whatever. And Roughnecks is VR in the cockpit. He likes the spatial awareness feel in the cockpit and all. So I allowed that one. DJ Wiley wrote in, it's the realistic model of the Milky Way galaxy. Damn, it blows my mind to think how huge the damn thing is and how I've got the freedom to do whatever I want in its sandbox. Nothing compares scale-wise in any other video game, period. That is my plus one. That's the guy who won it for me because my two things that I love most about this game are that you can do it not as a murder hobo, but I wanted to leave. This was my this is my actual secret number one favorite thing is the one-to-one recreation of the galaxy. But I was like, I'm going to leave that for someone else because someone's going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And DJ Wiley, you won. So you get a prize. Uh, Ty will hook you up with that later. Alec I didn't, I didn't I, did you, <clears throat> oh, the list's not done. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. Alacron wrote in, honestly, this community. I've played this game for about eight months now. I've played by myself for the majority. I did have a couple people I was playing with here and there, but they've went on to other games. Even though I don't really say much in chat, I enjoy jumping in to the voice channel and just listen in on your conversations and banter while I'm gathering mats or mining or whatever. Last week, a few of you guys got together and gathered the mats for me to get my Thargoid bobblehead. I didn't even ask for that. You guys just did it. So I would have it, dot, dot, dot. Just an outstanding exclamation point. Alacron, like, absolutely. The people on our Discord are awesome, and 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 we're super, super happy about that. But the fact of the matter is, is the whole, you're right, the whole damn Elite Dangerous community, whether I want everybody to be in our Discord and having fun with us, but Commander Burr Pit and, and you know, the Down to Astronomy guys and Exegius guys and the AXI guys, there's just the community in general, everybody, the Hutton truckers, the Lave guys, come on, man, all good. Um, Lieutenant Commander Data wrote in, one aspect of Elite that I enjoy and find unique <clears throat> to this game is the payoff. After setting your goals, such as unlocking an engineer or a certain ship or system permit, I do have fun with the bouncing across systems, farming materials, running commodities, grinding rank. But that what makes it all more satisfying is when you finally achieve what you're working towards and find that you <clears throat> uh, and then can have fun with that new thing to create another way to have fun with the game. Data, you're 100% right, man. This game is so hard. I remember when you first start playing and it's like just, <laughs> yep. just docking hurts. It's so hard. Everything has to be so hard. But then a month later, when it's all easy to you, there's a sense of pride and accomplishment that comes from, you know, this game makes you work for it. But once you get it, 
it's that much more valuable, man, for sure. Gav D. Cook wrote in, the thing I love most about uh, Elite Dangerous is on the very rare occasions, the station traffic control will add 07, Commander, as you leave the station. That's just beautiful. You know, like, I've never I, heard that. Like, I've been I playing this game one time. Me. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I've definitely heard it a few times, and uh, I think it maybe might sort of be more tied to, like, where your rank is with them, or what, I don't know exactly where it comes mm-hmm. from, but I've heard it a few times, and 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 I dig it. And he's right. It, what I think the the larger point that he's making here, without saying it, is the little touches, man. The little touches that they've added. <clears throat> sure. So lustful Ewok wrote in. The thing I like most about Elite is that there is so much to do: explore, bounty hunting, and more. This is the only game I've played for this long. It's my forever game until the new Elite comes out, mm-hmm. of course. I had to add that in there, even though it's treading the line of some of us, some of some of the points that other people brought in. Just I had to have that because of the line. It's my forever game. I dig <laughs> that, man. Commander McPherson wrote in. I have to agree with a lot of the answers already posted, especially the community. But one thing that continually makes me chuckle in this game are the NPC names. I know. Kickstarter backers got to pick some, but sometimes they feel real random and funny. And anytime there is a nickname, it's just fun, fun stuff. To which Ty responded, I killed Cthulhu in a Hazrez a few days ago. To which McPherson responded, I flew by Alec Newton the other day. To which I responded, that guy refuses to fly with flight assist on. (laughs) Yeah, that's a joke for you Newtonian physics guys in the room. Thank you, Tracks, for laughing. Thank you. That's why I didn't get it. (laughs) I'm too slow. (laughs) So Chig wrote in, what I love about Elite is how well it accommodates multitasking. Watching a series on Netflix or getting a work project done while farming mats or grinding scouts for rank or any number of other things just fits my style of gaming. I love Elite because I don't have to play it. Don't, Don't get me wrong. There are times that take full focus on the game, but it's the downtime that keeps me logged in the most. That's an interesting <laughs> thought, all right? And again, here we go. Alec Turner wrote in, okay, so obviously the shift flying model has already been taken, so I'm going to go with something a lot of people might disagree with. I love the physics of handling the SRV. I like that it's skittish and difficult to drive on ice or in low-G scenarios, <clears throat> and that over a long period of time, parentheses, it's taken me years, you can really, really get skilled at it to the point where other people watch you go, watch you and go, how is that even possible? <laughs> I still remember doing the Hutton Cup Endurance SRV race back in 3302. It was 600 kilometer team endurance rally, estimated to take around 12 to 14 hours to complete. Me and a bunch of buckyballers entered the thing and we planned our route, team tactics meticulously. We were okay, but the winner, Timmy Brabston, everyone was watching him fly the SRV instead of driving it. He was spinning around in midair and landing backwards and stuff, and nobody had seen anything quite like it before. It's the way I fly the thing myself now. And man, when you're bounding over canyons and skimming along ravines while you're like you're in an SLF, really exploring and engaging with the landscape ahead of you and really using all of your experience and skill to do it, not just like aim and go, no man style, style, no man sky style. Yeah, 
That's the thing I quite like. And there is a link underneath his comment to the forum. Uh, <clears throat> I put the link there for the forum uh, about the Hutton Cup challenge, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that so has that, some videos on it, right? Well, that's later. I'm going to get to the video part. Uh, okay. okay. <clears throat> that, that comes, yeah. But uh, <laughs> so that was everybody's, you know, uh, what, what I like most about Elite. Um, yeah. You no, I didn't what? put one in. For you, you didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't. Now. Well, Add I was gonna now. say, I, I'm, I'm here now. I'm listening to all this. Go for it. It's going like yes, like all of this. Of course, I'm just gonna add, um, you guys, like right now, being here with you guys, uh, in in the community, being able to do this show, being able to put this all together. Like, this was my favorite thing before this podcast. And it's so my favorite thing now. Um, so it's humongous. And every, all those answers are so right. And, and I, I, I'm just like tagged with this little asterisk. Um, <laughs> these, 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 my guys right here, uh, Ty and Kai, like they, they work so hard. Like Kai, like I was playing the game last night and Kai pops in. Hey, how's it going in the game? All right, I got to go work on show notes again. Like these guys work so hard. Um, love you guys. Uh, you, you know, this is awesome. This oh, whole thing is thanks. so good. God does. I don't work at all. I, <laughs> this is my show. I make y'all work. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, hold on. Will you do a show while I make a phone? Okay, yeah, good. you know what? I just I just did the math on this, and it's the Mexican doing all the work. What the hell? <laughs> he figured it out. Quick, close the call. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, right. no, no, no. Trump, just close the border. We'll be fine. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, so... This week's question, this week's Kai's question is, what game would you like to be, if you could pick any game to hybrid up with Elite, where it's like, okay, I got chocolate in my peanut butter, it's two great tastes in one, what game would you pick? I'm going to go first. My game would be Battletech. I love the idea of having basically modified SRVs that are mechs that you would land on a planet that you would use for the purpose of you know, doing mining or trying to do some kind of resource gathering or whatever. But then let's be honest, because of the way this game is, it's going to devolve into combat. And I can't wait to be <laughs> out there in my Locust or my my Daishi or my, uh, uh, what was the one, the big, the cat, the big, uh, the, not, the mad oh, cat had the missiles. But the Marauder, the Marauder, Marauder. The big gun over the top. I would love the idea to be uh, <clears throat> out in the in the world on a planet somewhere and uh, doing mech combat would be amazeballs. But also, I want to add, add in one one last little thing. We're getting fleet carriers, and I I cannot I just I, I know nobody's listening, but God, please for the love <laughs> of God, listen to this. Let let this get to David Braben's ears, please, God. If you want to go out and mine, if you want to fuel scoop or mine or however it is, you're going to get your jumponium for your fleet carriers. That's awesome. Or if you want to go to a station and buy it for credits, no arcs. Okay, that's also awesome. And they've already said that those two can be done. But I really, really wish from Battletech, they had jump ships and drop ships. And so a drop ship would be like your, 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 your vet or your, you know, your, 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 Sidewinder or whatever ship it is that you're taking to fly in, but jump ships, jump. Yeah, it would be our ships in this game. 
Jump ships would be what the equivalent of the fleet carrier was. It would jump into a system <clears throat> and just hang out there. It never went down to planets or anything. And, and fleet carriers, I don't think, will ever do that. So mm-hmm. what what I would like in that game, there were ways where you could go <clears throat> and real quick sort of buy fuel to charge it up if you had to go fast. But if you wanted to go slow, if you weren't in a hurry, you could jump a jump ship into a system and then just over like a 10, 20 minute period, unfurl a solar sail that would just sit there and collect uh, solar energy <laughs> from the star that you were kind of in proximity to. And <clears throat> you could you were fuel scooping that you could using that you could recharge your jump drives. So if you have to go in a hurry, for sure, man, go scoop it up, make it a thing where like, I got to go and work, work, work to get this. But if I'm taking a slow boat, if I just want to jump this thing out 500 light years at a time in an exploration thing, and then I, I, I jump it out 500 light years, I stop, I spend two minutes unfur- unfurling the solar sail and let it collect energy for the next week while I am away flying, jumping from system to system, mapping out or exploring or having whatever, having adventures. And then I come back and then dock up and it takes two minutes to reel in that solar sail. And now my jump drives are fully charged because I wasn't in a hurry. So I didn't have to really go out and grind stuff. I was able to just take the slow boat. That would be Mm. awesome. All right. Mm. Ty, Trax, who wants to go first with their idea of what game you would add and to hybrid up? I'm gonna let Trax go. Uh, I do have one, but I'm gonna let uh, Trax go first because mine is uh, the perfect one. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, um, let, let's put let's put Fortnite in here. No, oh, Jesus. No, uh, I'm just kidding. He's off the show. I, listen, he's off listen, the show. I, I've never like, done. Not playing with you, bud. I'm hey, not engineer guy. <laughs> e- edit him out. <laughs> Justin, cut this all out. Cut this section out. Um, I, I, um, I've never played Fortnite. I do not want that. I have no idea. Honestly, I was just going to make that joke. So Ty, you should definitely do yours. (laughs) All right. So, um, last, I think it was last summer or maybe the summer before then I picked up a game on a whim called Subnautica and it's, oh yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a VR component to it. Is this this game where, uh, crash, like you're like you're you're like a passenger and you crash on the completely water world and then you have to like build underwater things and it's you know there's some diving elements in there and there's a VR element and I played the shit out of this game there's like there's like a Minecraft element to it but it's not like a like a voxel type game it actually has some beauty to it mm-hmm. and I made a I made like a little like a little underwater base and I made a submarine and and it's just I, I just want to take Subnautica and Elite Dangerous and get them to kiss. Like, can we do that? <laughs> um, I, yeah, exactly, Fancy Moco. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. The 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 first time that I got, um, I guess, eaten by the squid monster or whatever, uh, like I didn't really shit my pants because I'm in VR and I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, by the way, VR VR horror games scare the shit out of me. So. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I want the, I want the, the I either want that or if we're gonna go down the line, let's have Robotech so my vet can transform and can transform into like a transformer. That'd be great. Too. Well, isn't Ro- Robotech the same universe as uh, BattleTech and MechWarrior? That's all the no. same. Yeah. 
It's well, di- well, so Robotech, Battletech was sort of inspired a lot by the Robotech stuff. Robotech was, it came from Japan and it was a whole, like an anime and they had Yeah, I had a VHS when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But 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 BattleTech was a, a sort of game piece and, and you'll hear about it later that was mm-hmm. in parallel worlds <laughs> that uh, it, it was a whole kind of a separate thing. They're different universes, they're different worlds. Your post. <laughs> okay. I listened to that parallel worlds and I swear they said it was all the same universe, but I'm gonna wait until you explain it all to me later. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> it, it's inspired by it's inspired. Okay, by, okay. It, it was just a couple of American gamers, uh, or I think they were American. They, a couple of gamers got together. They were inspired by that, and they started building a game that was a, a turn-based game that 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 was. Yeah, yeah. You you you're gonna do it later, right? You can do the of, thing. But bri- okay. Briefly, briefly. Ah, I'm not okay. gonna get into that whole, but sure. we'll talk offline. Okay. All right. Move forward. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's just go from there. Uh, okay, pro tip. All right, so a lot of people have been doing anti-Xeno stuff. Here is your pro tip. I keep skipping pro tip, but we're not skipping it this week. How do you target with a broken canopy? All right, you go into your mm. options, controls, mouse controls, which is right at the top, and then you choose show mouse widget, which is the option at the very bottom. This will place a little dot right in the center of where your tar- target reticle would be even if your canopy is blown. So some people don't want it because it's like, it ruins my immersion. But if you're out there <laughs> and you're doing PvP stuff and your canopy goes, or you're out there killing Tharg's uh, minions and your canopy goes, <clears throat> and you, you're like, man, I just wish there was a way. There you go. You got a little dot, use it, have fun with that. So moving Ooh. into Elite Week. Whew, Friday, February 7th. Here we go. We started with Hutton Orbital Radio. So that was recorded the night before, but it came out on, on uh, you know, podcast uh, on Friday. <clears throat> so they talked about Operation Hot Mess, the details on ECM. Uh, again, all proceeds go to Hearing Dogs for the Death and Special Effects. That is always, always, always good stuff. They talked about the, uh, let me just pull this up real quick and say Operation Hot Mess right now, right this second, hot off the presses. Uh, 48.27% of the stations of the galaxy have a mug. They've been to 26,676 <laughs> stations out of 55,266. God bless those guys. Good Lord. And as we discussed last week, this is not just a pointless exercise of a thing to do to do it. This is giving us a census of the galaxy. And so they are doing a huge service to the entire galaxy, all players, everyone that accesses EDSM or by extension, Inara and EDDB.io. Did I say that right? I think I did. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, so God bless you and for the mug. For the mug. All right. So uh, other things they talked about, they, they got one of their guys has a 3D printer and he printed out a replica of a Federal Navy capital ship. I know Ty wants to get in on that. Uh, there was, uh, so there's an HCS voice pack that will be coming for Cecil. It's a full control pack. They warned everyone in the show, this is a bad idea. Do not get this pack. I mean, if you want to get this pack, get this pack. But they're warning you up front. It's a bad idea. Do not get this pack. The current Cecil <clears throat> voice pack from HCS is a companion 
<clears throat> sorry, excuse me. It's a companion pack. So like he just pops in and he can make, you know, uh, mixed drinks for you. And he, he'll say rude things. And every once in a while I'll hit a button and you have to say, Cecil, stop that. Cause he'll like, you know, turn off your shields or turn on silent running or do some kind of something. Really? Um, yeah. It's very, very crazy. <laughs> oh, it's very, very on. silly. And this is beautiful. So like basically the guys, the Hutton guys that are just absolute maniacs got together. They paid for all of this, the session time and the, the recording booth yeah. and all that stuff. And so every time that someone buys one of these Cecil companion packs, um, it, it like the, all of the money goes to charity. They did it. They set it up on purpose. Oh, so wow. all the money goes to the, to charities. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <clears throat> you can limit him to where he, with the current one, you can limit him to where he's not doing stuff with the, the one that's, that they're about to do. It's a full on and it's going to have controls and access to do stuff. So they're like, Hey, if you want to get this for sure, figure out ways to limit it and tell him no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's he's still really going to do all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. It's really cool. I think you can actually limit it to where it doesn't cause like problems, but, uh, yeah. Or, or just at the very least, just know if you're going into combat situations, if you're doing something like that's not mining or, or yeah. exploration, you might want to uh, go into, you can go into singularity and then tell like Cecil, like, hey, Cecil, take a break. You, like, th I think there's even a command, Cecil, go to your room. And then like it turns off Cecil for uh -huh. a little bit. So you don't have to deal with that. <clears throat> uh, it's just a beautiful thing, man. It's it's a good cause. It's funny. It's it's he'll like literally start randomly saying for the mug or like start like he'll <laughs> like if somebody is in system, if you jump into a system and there's nobody is somebody there, like another player, he'll be like, Hey you, come fight me. <laughs> like, just, just gets you <laughs> he'll into, say it just, in chat to the other person. It, yeah, in system chat. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Uh, look into that. Uh, but uh, uh, Hutton orbital truckers bear no responsibility for blah, 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 blah. May cause an erection that lasts more than four hours. Something, something, something. You know, so be careful with that. Wait, did you um, say erections for four hours? Hey, Maybe. hey, 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 hey. Don't get into that. Don't, don't so, you guys' erections last four hours? Is that uh, not normal? Course. Do I need to yeah. see a doctor? No, you're good, man. You're good. Stick with it. All uh, right. So all money goes to charity. That's what my doctor said to do. So <laughs> What have we done? <laughs> so, uh, all right, bringing it back in, the mission commander of the uh, the current trip of the Aurora Australis, uh, Commander Dog's Breath, that's, not, that's his name in game, obviously, uh, they have arrived at Davis <laughs> Station. They're on their way to the second stop. So their mugs now, we can officially say, have been to Antarctica and are continuing on to, the, to their other spot. Uh, ECM 20 update, 175 out of 250 tickets have been sold. They opened it up to allow for more people. I think the original target was like 150. They're opening it up, up to 250. Uh, get in, get your tickets now while you can. There's going to be guys with all kinds of VR setups. It's going to be, you know, literally they're doing this a couple miles down the road from uh, maybe 0.22 kilometers. Wink from uh, the actual uh, Frontier Towers, and uh, you know they're they're just down the road a bit. So a ton of the guys from Frontier are going to be there. And I, if I had to bet, I would put a couple of dollars that they're going to get to see something about fleet carriers before everybody else. Just a little something, just a little something. That would be an awesome thing to do. If you're listening Frontier, let them hear it just like an hour before everybody, and let them post it and be heroes to their friends. It's it's cool. It's all fun. Or just um, in order to lose screws. I mean, we'll we'll take it first. We can break it. 
<laughs> I would rather you send it to the ECM guys and let them share it with us. But you know, or, or loose screws. <laughs> okay, so guys, this is huge. I know everybody. Pay attention to this. All right, Hackscom. What are those? Hackscom is doing an event on February twenty sixth. It's going to be from nine p.m. to midnight, Central Standard Republic of Texas, goddamn time. So February twenty sixth from nine to midnight, and the event is how to pop a clops. They're literally going to teach mm-hmm. people how to pop cyclops. They're going to like take you through, and it's going to be a master class in anti-Xeno stuff. If you live in America or anywhere else in the world and can make it uh, between 9 and midnight uh, uh, Republic of Texas time, Central Standard Time. Just so minus 6 GMT. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I trust you on that. Uh, then then no, come down and, and for sure... Uh, go check out the Hutton Facebook page if you want further details on it. But it's a cool hacks. Hackscom is the Hutton Anti Zeno command, and they're going to uh, hook you up, man. Uh, so Watherspoon did his piece at the end of Hutton Radio. Uh, this is he's now remember he's doing the powerful people pieces, the the uh, highlights where he's going over all of the power players in the galaxy and talking about them. And this one was the origin story and life of. Archon Delane. It's amazing. You have to go see it. It's hilarious. Love you, Watherspoon. All right. <clears throat> After that, I'm going to add on here from the Instagram of the Princeton team in Antarctica. Um, this is legit. Uh, should be the sounds of our new lasers. They do. It's a just click on it. It's an Instagram. It's like a 20 second clip and they drop a, a like a chunk of ice down this ice core that they drilled for absolutely fully scientific reasons. Uh, but then they're just going around and having fun with it. So they drop the ice in there and it makes, I don't know why, but apparently Doppler <laughs> effect or something. It is. It starts going, pew, yeah. pew, 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 and it makes cool sounds. So go check that it's out. It's bouncing fun. off the walls and that, yeah, <clears throat> it's, it's a ridiculous bit of physics. Science bitches. Science. Uh, Burr Pitt, which space news came out? So in Burr Pitt's which space news last Friday, FDEV on carriers, LTDs, LSP, and more. Eight minutes. So first he commented on Will's sly comment on fleet carriers. We've discussed it. You know, yeah, for sure. LTDs are still broken. Absolutely. Thargoids, AXI was way too good at clearing. So the Anti-Xeno Initiative was way too good at clearing out infestations. So FDEV buffed the hell out of Tharg incursions. They are way, way, way harder to clear uh, or possibly broken, question mark. But I think it's just, they did this on purpose and what we're seeing based on everything. I think this is, this is a dynamic change to the storyline of the game. Uh, I have no idea why Galnet's not talking about it, but yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, Paige Harvey mm-hmm. is undocking. Um, and then he gave us an awesome, awesome boost. He was like, hey, guys, check out the Loose Cruise podcast, which, Burr, we love you. Oh, also, the big news. The Burr Pit is the hottest new addition to edtutorials.com. Go check it out for all of this stuff. Show notes, links in the show notes. Okay, the Burr Pit then put out the Thargoid report. It is four minutes long. None of the information is useful to you now because this was last Friday and he's putting out a new one from literally when this when this podcast <laughs> airs, about two hours later, he's going to put out his new one. So here's what I'm going to say this week because I keep it feels weird to just go, yep, Thargoid report, but that's all old news. 
go right now to the Burr Pit and subscribe to his channel and look for his Thargoid report when it actually comes out in like eight hours from now, because I guarantee you it's better than the one I give. Like we have the same information, <laughs> but he says it better. When you say it with one of those British accents, it's just better. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So FDev email sent out an email saying Elite Dangerous newsletter number 286. They talk about the Game Blast 24-hour charity live stream coming up. They talk about their live Lave Radio live stream recap. They talk about their store spotlights. You can go get your paint jobs. EX Friends on Friday, Jerry Ferris. We covered that already. Commander Gracchus. And they talk about the Thargory bopping gift. They've got a new gift that, that you link. I linked it in the Discord for everybody here. You can just click on it. And it's like literally you're rolling up a newspaper and just smacking a Thargoid. Like, no, that's a bad Tharg. Don't eat our people. <clears throat> All right. So then Parallel Worlds podcast drop. Now, Parallel Worlds isn't exactly Elite Dangerous. It's all things sci-fi, but it's Elite Dangerous adjacent, and I do all these notes, and I love Parallel Worlds, so you're going to hear about it. <clears throat> the, first thing, <laughs> the first thing we talked about was mega structures of sci-fi, so Dyson Spheres, Elite Dangerous Generation Ships, Halo Shield War, World, uh, Shield Worlds, Ring Worlds, Stellaris, the Death Star, all of that stuff. Then they talk about Battletech. They have the full story. Watherspoon did it. He nailed it. Uh, and I again, I want our fleet carriers to have the option to, to, to sail with the, the solar sails. It charts that way. And tracks later on, I'll explain to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Robotech. <laughs> okay, then they, they talked about this very, very cool, unique game called the Luminaries. This is, you can go right now and look it up on Twitter it's unique to the, like, it's never existed that I know of in the world. It's a unique Twitter game. It was a choose your own adventure. It was done by Twitter poll every day for six months. The author would go in and encourage people to argue for their choice. They would do the votes and they would actually, the author would interact with the players and say like, hey, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I, I like this guy's argument or I like this guy's and they would go back and forth with it. It was just a neat Yeah, adding experience. info and answering questions and stuff. All kinds yeah. of stuff, man. It was super, super interesting. Um, they had a whole discussion on Babylon 5, top to bottom, the stuff about it. They had a long Star Wars Rise of Skywalker discussion. <clears throat> and then they had what is possibly the most interesting story uh, of, of the whole thing. And it was all good, so this is saying something. The story of Dentara Rast. Now, a lot of people might not know this, but the plot of Frontier First Encounters, released back in 95, had, uh, in that game, there was a key story. It was a sort of a story that was following you along and, and had certain key hooks for story mode missions. And one of them was to assassinate Dentara Rast. Dentara Rast was the key figure in the progression of the game. He led an independence movement of Talalia in the 3250s, which is when the game was set. <clears throat> and you were working for the, the governments, the local governments, and this guy was kind of a dirty dude. He was like a, a quote-unquote freedom fighter, but he was also leaning heavy on sort of the terrorist side. So the, the mission to go kill him was <clears throat> a thing that most people, you know, took and went and did. So that was a cool, interesting character from interior, uh, from Elite First Encounters back in the 90s. Now let's cut to the game Eve. In Eve, there was a player named Kali Dentara who created the Eve Investment Bank back in early tw uh, 2006. 
Now, to allow for this allowed for conversion of ISK to dollars tracks. That's the mm-hmm. whole conversation we're mm-hmm. at. And it did its work really, really well. It was well trusted. It was efficient. It was stable. Everyone was using it. It was, it became a thing. It just became a absolute, like, trusted sort. Like, okay, in the Eve, everyone's screwing everyone. But, you know, um, <clears throat> sort of somehow, inve- the Eve Investment Bank, the EIB, was above it all. They were separate. They were trusted. They were Blue Star. You know, and everyone knows exactly where this is going. Of course, by August of 2006, the bank had grown its assets to 800 billion ISKs. And then one day, the bank dissolved. The account of the player, uh, uh, Cali, just disappeared completely. And the $100,000 actual real-world cash value of the ISK was nowhere to be found. <clears throat> they put up a 10 minute long video mocking people for their loss out on the forums <laughs> and the forums caught fire. CCP, the company who runs the game refused to intervene as Cali didn't break their terms of service. CCP has always had a laissez faire attitude to all of this and said, you do whatever you want with the economy. We don't care. You want to buy stuff for real cash. You want to sell stuff for real cash. You want to do anything at all. We don't care. And if you get lied to or screwed or robbed or cheated, that's on you. We're not getting involved. Don't do anything. We tr- We encourage you to not trade or do anything with anyone ever because they'll lie and steal and cheat you. And if you don't listen to that warning, go off and have all the fun you want. When it blows up in your face, we're not getting involved. So a bunch of the players did a huge investigation. They tried to sleuth out who was Callie. And they were trying to dox and trying to hack and trying to do all the things that people do. And they found the real player behind the theft was a person named Dentara Rast. Well, they didn't understand the reference, but clearly whoever gave that name knew about that character from the 1995 Elite game. Hmm. And so that's the story of how Dentara Rast from Elite Frontiers made off with over $100,000 cash and got the last laugh on the entire EVE community. Um, And has never Mm. been caught. It's still out there. Is maybe playing Elite Dangerous for all we know, or Star Citizen, or whatever. But interesting, interesting story. So for both the PDF or the full podcast, go to uh, www.parallelworlds.uk. And check it out. Again, the link is in the show notes. But this thing is amazing. It only comes out once a month. So I took a minute to... I'm like partway through that episode. And I I hadn't heard that last segment. I haven't heard that yet. And now I'm like, okay, that's my morning. (laughs) Spoiler! Sorry. No, no, Uh, no. I'm excited to go listen to it now. Oh, yeah. It's super, super good. All right. So uh, also, Sagittarius I launched a plugin for the ED Market Connector. A link is in the show notes. I'm not going to read that one out. It's like 18,000 <laughs> letters and numbers. Go to the show notes and get that because it's cool. Um, what what does right, it do? We, do you know? Is uh, it short to say? It, it, so what it is is like um, in ED Market Connector, like when it pops up in the, the ED whatever, EDM or yeah, whatever, it's like the it, little it extra in that app, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, hey, there's a new story out for like Sagittarius Eye. Okay. So like you can you can just like click and get that get the news feed hot off the presses. Right on. 
<clears throat> All right, now let's get to the exegesis section. We're going to do this real quick. So first, there was quickies with exegesis, 240 million credits per hour wing laser mining. That's a three-minute and 27-second video. The long story short is you go to Buran, you take a full wing, you mine LTDs, and you take advantage of the fact that LTDs are borked right now and you can make a ton of money. I I do not know how long this method is going to work, but for now... It works. Um, then he did his Friends with Friday with uh, Commander Gracchus, as we've already covered, and then the clip with Commander Gracchus and the GoFundMe. Um, also, just I'm throwing this out there on the off chance. If anybody knows Commander Gracchus, Jerry Ferris in game, do not mention any of this to him because he doesn't really do a lot in the elite uh, community. Like He doesn't watch a lot of the videos and stuff. and sort of exegesis is trying to do this on the sly so that it's a surprise. So oh. don't mention it. Don't be that guy. If you know him, if you, whatever, if you don't see, hey, crackers, well, like, just don't be that guy. <clears throat> um, then there was the epic debate of exegesis versus the pilot that we covered already. 49 minute long clip. It's a very, very good uh, discussion. Go check that out and tell us to join the discord. Tell us what you think right in to the email. Tell us what you think, how you land on that whole debate, because it's a very, very interesting question. There is no wrong answer. It's just personal opinion. We'd like to hear it. <clears throat> so Saturday, HCS Voice Pack launched their alpha release. Uh, remember, this was the, the Desperado guy that I told you about. So the pre-sale is the pre-release, whatever sale price is done, but now it's out. Uh, so <clears throat> go get it if you want it. Um, there was a very, very cool Thargoid activity map that was posted on Reddit. Did I, I, sh- I linked that for you guys. Did you guys yeah. get a chance to look at that? Um, go take a look at that. It's, it's, it's very awesome and interesting, and, and it makes me long for knowing what's in that Cole 70 sector. Yeah, story, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Down to Earth Astronomy put out a video on Saturday. Ship control from the tablet, a game glass review. 14 minutes long. Let me tell you something. I've seen a bunch of these game glass, like game glass has just reached everyone. This was a sponsored video, but an honest review with criticism. Uh, he was like, Hey, let's go mining. Uh, they used the ring finder. It was missing some rings. He's like, this is neat, but it needs more integration with the community tools like Inara and EDDB, EDMT, the whole nine yards. Um, <clears throat> The combat shard has an extra info on there so that you can actually, without digging through other screens, you can see further information on like, uh, on, on not warrants. What is it? The, uh, bonds and stuff that are out for the different, uh, different guys that are pirates and whatever that you're it's attacking. It's like the, the inter-system yeah. uh, bounties. <clears throat> yes, you can do that. For mining, there was a very cool thing where you could just toggle the pulse wave scanner. So if you're out there core mining, you just hit pulse wave and then you hit repeat and then it'll just keep doing it while you fly around. That was cool. Um, <clears throat> and then you could set the charges so you could fire just, you just hit low, medium or high and it'll drop a charge. Um, it shows prices on minerals you find, cell location finder, etc. There was some criticism about they should add uh, landing pad size and more information on the demand as well, mm. clip, uh, as well as a clipboard function. So you can just click on it. Um, <clears throat> the setup was easy and worked well. It took them about 15 minutes uh, for, f- for free. You can get the flight and combat 
extra shards cost you extra money. You have to actually pay for those, but you can get the flight and the combat ones for free. Um, <clears throat> you can get a discount with this link, yada, yada, yada. It was interesting. Um, he had a list of things that he would like, uh, sort of like, hey, I want more of this, I want more of that. He'd like a wing shard, he'd like an SRV shard and an SLF shard, and then he broke into his own video saying, oh, by the way, while I was editing this, they said they're doing the SRV and the SLF shard. <laughs> um, I've seen a bunch of people like do reviews or paid whatever or commercials or whatever you want to call it for this game glass, and I got to tell you, man, this is the because I I've always sort of ignored it because I'm a Hotas user and I've been like oh that's cool for them I don't whatever but he's like yeah I use my Hotas but I like this for this he's like I don't like this they need to work on that but I like this for this and this is the first time where I'm like yeah I think I might go get that at least the free one and play around with it a little bit just as a second not as a I don't really want it so much as a touch screen I want it more for just just glance down and now I've got secondary information that I don't have to like click a button to go into a menu for. It's just there. So mm-hmm. man, just down to earth astronomy, man. He, he, he sells me on shit. Him and the pilot, they sell me on shit. <clears throat> Has mango did a video going to the witch head to kill Thargoids, uh, Thargoids, PVE. It's an hour and 17 minutes long. Some of it is him going to kill. Some of them is just getting ready and talking about it and whatever. He's prepping. <clears throat> He's talking about what he wants from fleet carriers. He pulls up videos and stuff from other games. He's like, I would like this. I would like that. And he shows a bridge on a fleet carrier on some other game. Very cool video. Go check it out. I'm becoming a fan of Has Mango. <clears throat> so Sunday. Sunday started with a very, very cool Polygon.com uh, article that was brought to me, it was sort of the three wise men. So uh, Atris5060 posted it in our Discord, and then he said, but I didn't find this. I'm crediting Watherspoon. Watherspoon is the one who brought it to my Discord, and Watherspoon piped in and said, well, Shan brought it to me. So the three wise men of of Atris5060, (laughs) Watherspoon, and Shan brought this article to me, and I wanted to credit all of them for it. I think Shan was the original finder, unless unless Shan gets back to me and says, well, actually, Colin gave it to me. Update next week. (laughs) Yeah, right? To be be determined. But uh, the article is called How to Be Heard by Game Developers. It is a very, very cool article. Right now, if you go to the forums, if you go to any <clears throat> sort of chat in game, any any function where you've got uh, what do you call it, uh, like like message sections of YouTube videos or whatever, there is a deluge of people that have opinions that some of which they explain coherently, and some of which are just ranting and whatever. But <clears throat> a lot of people, I feel right now, have a lot of feedback that they want to give to Frontier Development. I would recommend that those people read this article and then think about how they want to frame what they say so that it will have a higher chance of being successfully heard and responded to in a way that you would like. For example, saying, screw you guys, you suck, you're the worst ever, I want to murder your wife and kill your dog and set fire to your house might not be the best way to get a guy to say, hmm, he seems rational. Let's hear his ideas. So check it out. It's a very cool article. I like it. I dig it. And I think I'm going to do something with it. Uh, Crimson Gamer 99 posted, Elite Dangerous, a message from Galnet. 
It's a two minute long video. I included it. It's hilarious. This guy is is getting a message from Galnet. It's the uh, spoiler alert. It's not real, but he's getting a message from Galnet where it's like, <clears throat> I was gonna say, so he's the one. No, yeah, he's getting, <laughs> yeah, he's getting a message from Galnet saying, you know, hey, this is actually uh, this this new locking the 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 docking computer. The fact that now it can take off on its own or whatever. This is. Uh, you know, really Thargoid trap, you know, don't fall for it, it's going to get you, whatever. <laughs> and it's really, really funny as a fake uh, Galnet uh, article. Um, Quickies with Exegius, collecting meta-alloys of the Barnacle Forest System in Hyades Sector AQY D81, Planet C2. It's 130,000 uh, light seconds from the jump, so you know, it's a 10-minute trip in. Uh, you need a surface scanner, an SRV, and a cargo rack. Don't shoot the drones. That'll be very, very bad. You can use this for unlocking Felicity in the cargo racks. Uh, also with Quickies with Exegius, collecting the Thargoid sensor fragments. Uh, again, so links to both of these in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> those are for unlocking uh, Sedesi and Palin. And uh, yeah, they're good. Um <clears throat> Rusty Dog with his Sunday stream, mining where the pirates are. It's a four-hour, three-hour, 55-minute stream. It's very, very cool. Somebody is apparently riding oh, I heard a motorcycle. That. Yeah, I heard that too. That's like crazy. through my living room. That's interesting. <laughs> Congrats, bro. That's, that's awesome. You had $80. That's good for you. Um, <clears throat> he plays around with mining and resource extraction sites while his friends are killing the pirates. It's fun. And in the last 20 minutes, yeah. I was on with him and I was just showing him lots of links to bad sales, like yard sales and stuff. And he was like showing them and sharing them with everyone. It's again, <laughs> Rusty Dog, man, it's just it's your Sunday chill time, man. It's just I can't even explain it. Just when you go and you watch one, you'll be like, well, what the hell am I watching? This is amazing. He's my buddy now. Like, that's just, just go check it out, man. All right, so Monday, the Loose Screws podcast interview series dropped Watherspoon, the, Who the big hell is, daddy. What? what? Who the Watherspoon? <laughs> Watherspoon's what, gal news. What in the hell? The, the what podcast? Anyway, the oh, Loose Screws? Oh, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're good guys. They're all right. I, I miss what you meant. <laughs> no, 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 I know where he was going with it, but I was just, yeah. So the link is in there. <clears throat> if you have not checked out the interview series with Watherspoon, you need to go do it because it's just amazing. Um, later Sunday or Monday, rather drew Wagar dropped elite 1984 all the way to elite dangerous 2020. It's a two hour, eight long, eight minute long video. It's amazing. <clears throat> he literally boots up elite in an emulator from 84 and plays it. And he goes through the different games through the history, bringing it all the way up to elite <clears throat> dangerous 2020. It is the primer. It is the sort of wet your whistle, get you started. Hey, here's here's this, that, and the other, and the big lore tour is coming. Amazing discussion. Drew Wagar, as always, amazing. Go check that out. Link is in the show notes. <clears throat> Hello Dave dropped his, uh, or sorry, Down to Earth Astronomy dropped his Hello Dave, number 135. My real job is not YouTube, eight minutes long. He talks about the supply and demand, the story that never ends. He explains that he's bored talking about it. And you know what? I am as well. So <clears throat> whatever, we'll leave that behind. He talks about his master's in astrophysics uh, from the Niels Bohr Institute in Copenhagen. And um, 
<clears throat> all of that stuff. And I'm not going to try to even sum it up because I will screw it up. And yeah, it's not worth it. He talks about the live stream that he's doing, uh, more blunderbuss tinkering. He's got this idea that people have been talking about phase sequencing, the Crito scramblers, and he hmm. uh, is like, I don't think it works the way you guys are thinking it works, but if it works that way, that would be amazing and awesome. Uh, the link is in the YouTube, or the YouTube link is <clears throat> in the show notes. Check it out. And spoiler alert, I'm not even going to tell you how that other thing happens, but it happens later on, and you're going to have to see for yourself because it's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> Elite Dangerous live stream on Monday, the Let's Play. It was just a chat with Paige and Steven. They were uh, doing some sort of presumable a little bit of gameplay but mostly it was <clears throat> sort of a relaxed chat and they were going through a lot of different um um a lot of different things talking about you know this that and the other they talked about the stellar screenshots uh the week of everything that happened in elite it was just a cool little fireside chat video <clears throat> obsidian ant dropped his 3306 series uh 240 million credit per hour that was the exegesis thing that we talked about he talks about the 24-hour live stream coming up. He talks about the lore tour. <clears throat> it's a seven-minute long video uh, on the live stream. Uh, they talk about for every thousand pounds that FDev unlocks milestones. He commented on Will Flanagan's uh, fleet carrier statement. Everyone has been talking about that. That was not just a little thing. That was a thing. Um, <clears throat> he talks about the Drew Wagar lore tour that's coming up in the video. He talks about the ECM 20 meet. Go check it out. Uh, Monday night, the uh, Commander Exegesis Sidewinder Slaughter uh, event took place. <clears throat> it's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So 7 p.m. for you Republic of Texas people. Uh, also, it's repeated every Wednesday at 8 p.m. UTC for the Brits to go out, or Europeans really, to go out and <clears throat> murder each other and have some fun. It's a very, very cool thing. We've already covered it. Um, it's a very simple, fun way to, to go out and do some PvP and have fun at a very low-risk sort of way. Um, <clears throat> on Tuesday, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Nagy dropped a picture. Paige Harvey, undocking announcement, reaction pick. These were members of the Perseus Reach Expedition. The picture we posted in the Discord it's a beautiful picture. They basically gave her an 07 made out of a bunch of ships from, from members of that expedition. Much love to you, Paige. Much love to you, Dr. Nagy. <clears throat> Quickies with Exegius dropped his Road to Riches five-minute video. You know what the Road to Riches are, and if you don't, go watch that video and learn how to make some money for your exploration uh, rank. <clears throat> then Quickies dropped <laughs> Unlocking Worthless Engineer Chloe Sedesi. <laughs> this video is hilarious. It's a savage joke. He literally just says, she's worthless, but if you want her, do the guide from Professor Palin. That's the whole video. It's like a quick, quickies with the exegesis. It's like a 12-second video, and then like the whole, the, the credits roll. It's it's hilarious. X, you are a savage. Um, <clears throat> Guard Frequency dropped its podcast number 294, Tony is Wrong. They covered the FDev financials. They covered the Hutton Antarctica mug. They covered the Watherspoon's letter. Watherspoon, they did a letter. They said, what do you want, elite feet or base building? Watherspoon wins the internet for saying his letter was, do you want elite feet or base, elite feet or base building? I'll take atmospheric landings. Thank you very much. Um, Yay. Yeah, right. 
<clears throat> for sure. They talked about uh, so Star Citizen and CI for Star Citizen News, CIG and Crytek. They've asked for a continuance to settle. When you do that, that means they're actually both sides asked for it. So like they're actually settling. So that that whole thing is going away. Uh, Star Citizen had an issue with the Expanse writer. So one of the the, the Expanse is not written by a person. It's a fake pen name, and it's two prolific sci-fi writers. <clears throat> and so like the the uh, Twitter account of the writer, you don't, you never know which one of the two is tweeting, but one of them hopped into Star Citizen, went to play. There was a bug uh, that they found that was particularly uh, uh, irritating. It bugged them. It irritated <laughs> them. Thank you very much. Uh, and so <clears throat> they posted about it, like, "Hey, this is you know." And they posted about it on the Star Citizen forums. Or tweeted, sorry, they tweeted tweeted about it, yeah. and then the Star Citizen guys, like just the people, flamed the hell out of them. And even the guys at at, at uh, Guard Freak were like, "Hey guys, uh, this is a very beloved author of a very very cool sci fi thing that could maybe bring more people to the table at some point in the future. Maybe don't flame the hell out of them. Let's all settle down and be grown ups." Interesting conversation. Uh, they also did the coverage, their continual ED role play session. So go to guardfrequency.com and check out the quote, best damn space sim podcast in the universe. Because they, they, they're, they're not an elite dangerous podcast. They're a space sim podcast. They talk about all kinds of different stuff. Um, <clears throat> so Lave Radio dropped their, uh, they had their guest Exegius on. So they had an epic Star Wars conversation. Then Star Psycho Cow and Exegius had a VR talk where they talked for like 20 minutes on all things VR. That needs to be a show. The two of them need to be doing a <laughs> VR uh, show. Operation IDA is celebrating their 100th base fix. The edtutorials.com and materials finder. Exegius walked them through that and it's the same thing that, you know, that, that we did the, the week before, like a discussion on how all that stuff works and, and yada, yada, walked them all through it. It was very, very cool. Uh, <clears throat> and then Exegius talked about uh, the stream with Commander Gracchus, which we've already covered. Uh, Game Glass is getting new themes and more modularity to match our keybinds. Escape Velocity, Season 4, it's still a thing. They're in pre-production and there's a lot of stuff they're working, but they haven't forgotten about it. It's not dead. The guy from, from Escape Velocity wants you to know it's it's in the works. And they talked about the 24-hour charity stream. <clears throat> Immediately following that was Galnet News Digest. Galnet with Watherspoon, man. Just all good. Uh, the blankest blankness. Galnet articles stay up for 30 days and get pushed off. Uh, they get pushed one back when one comes out. But after 30 days, they rotate out. As of literally today, <clears throat> our last article was on January 14th. So as of today, the time of this taping, February 14th, the Galnet feed will just be blank. There's literally no news that they're, that FDEV is reporting to us, despite the fact that, uh, you know, there's been a reinvasion by the Thargoids, which they mentioned briefly, but there's new characteristics of this invasion. The incursions last longer. They're much harder to fight off. They're, they're not reacting the same ways and that they're not triggering new incursions till we fight off these like triple, quadruple hard old ones. 
everything is like sort of different in how they're they're reacting. There's the whole supply and demand issues and all the fluffage. They could have brought out something about the the low temperature diamonds being borked or whatever. They could have talked about a scheme that was uncovered. Um, please, for the love of God, Frontier Developments, think about poor Watherspoon. Give him some news. It feels really weird for Galnet to not have anything in there. That's that feels really yeah. weird. I'm, yeah, I don't know how I, like that. That's almost kind of like a foreboding thing. And like I kind of figured that would happen when when the game died and we moved on to Elite Deadly or something. You know, it, it doesn't and feel I, right. I I agree with you. I get it. I don't think that's the case. Just because I think what it is is right now. They have everybody wrapped up in this twenty in this twenty twenty thing. I, no, I, I, get, I get what I you're get saying now. No, I, I, I mean, without a doubt, that's where they are. But it feels, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it just feels really weird. Like Please, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, it it just feels really weird for them to not have. I mean, no news, man. That that feels alien to me. I, I don't like that. And there's there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot happening in the game. Break out somebody, please. Break somebody out for an hour or two. Put them behind the desk. And there needs to be one or two Galnet articles every week. You can literally, I understand they say like, well, we, we don't want to do these stories that don't link directly to the game. There's tons of news directly to the game that you could have added in there. You could have talked, you could do one about, hey, you're hearing rumors that there's some new technology out there for um, weird paint jobs or whatever, these iridescent gleam paint jobs, which you're about to auction off for charity. You could talk about the difference of the cardboard attacks. That's a literal uh, thing in game. It's a direct, actual thing in game. They said, "Hey, we're going to talk about things that happen in game. The Thargoid attack, the differences, and all that. That's in game. The these new paint jobs that they're putting in there, and the fact that you're, they're going to allow people to name some of the the, the the planets or systems or stars or whatever for that they're char- auctioning off for charity. The the um, the whole mining debacle slash whatever that you want to call it, where this has been implemented. These are all things that happened in game that you can point to that this is not the story of the guy that stole the ship to go out and search the galaxy for the area of light. This is concrete, actual physical things that you can link to. Please, please, please give us some Galnet articles. Let somebody break out one guy for a couple hours and let them just do concrete stuff that's happening, but don't let the Galnet feed die. I, I beg of you. Um, all right. Also, Watherspoon went with the Reddit stuff that's happening in Reddit. They're going to do, since we've had pictures of ass in front of things, now we're going to have pictures of ass behind things. Um, there's a 24, uh, uh, sorry, that they've also talked about the miners blues, the, you know, the, 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 uh, People that are, you know, upset about the nerf to the economy and whatever. Yeah. They talked about he talked about dinner with the devs that's auctioning off coming off in the in the upcoming 24-hour live stream. And he did his little thing about being released from he was chained to a to a radiator after saying that Loose Screws podcast is the best podcast. Uh and Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you too, Watherspoon. I disagree with you. I think 
that uh, Galnet News Digest is the best damn podcast because you are making it up as you go and you're doing it well. But I appreciate very much your sentiments. Um, P.S. He 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 fixed it. He fixed it with the Lave Radio guys by saying <clears throat> that Lave Radio is the best elite dangerous dangerous uh, podcast in the entire galaxy, which features regularly uh, regular bathroom renovation segments. <laughs> uh, so P.S. Uh, Watherspoon and everyone listening to the sound of my voice in it right now, stay tuned for our new weekly segment of Loose Screws Podcast. Bathroom renovations with old man Ty coming next week. All right. Why do I have to redo my bathroom? (laughs) The link is in the show notes. Go check out Waterspoon. Go check out Galnet. Go check out Lave Radio, man. Good show. It was a great show. Down to Earth Astronomy. Yeah. Down to Earth Astronomy put out a Tuesday stream about the Kreider Scrambler and the phase sequence. Phase sequence. Is it worth it? He starts off with that. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You got to go check it for yourself. The link is in the show notes. But even after that, he goes and starts tinkering with other things with the ship, starts tinkering with other uh, of the modules, not the hard points, other modules on the ship and has some ideas of, okay, what about this? What about this? Go check it out. On Wednesday, Frontier's epic 24-hour charity stream in support of Game Blast and Special Effects is almost here. This is a big announcement they made. At midday on Friday 21st, uh, February 20th, we will, uh, February 2020, sorry, we will be live from Frontier Studio with 24 hours of fun-filled antics in Elite Dangerous, Planet 2, Jurassic World Evolution, Planet Coaster, and more. We're doing all of this to raise as much money as possible to support the, of Special Effect, an amazing charity who transforms the lives of gamers with physical disabilities by creating new ways for them to play the games they love. In our previous charity streams, we've all uh, raised over 150,000 pounds for this amazing cause, <clears throat> money which goes a long way to help those in need, as well as the extraordinary professionals who give up their lives to help and care for them. The day will be filled with challenges, chats, giveaways, and more, so you don't want to miss out. Here's just some of the activities you can look forward to. Our epic charity auction features prizes such as dinner with the developers, custom planet prizes, uh, name a starport in Elite Dangerous, and lots more. We're looking to put the auction live next week. <clears throat> the Frontier Pub Quiz Planet Coaster Backseat Builders Elite Dangerous RPG Session Buckyball Racing Planet Co Quiz Jurassic at this it's a lot of stuff. Go go <laughs> go check it out. There's a link to the TV uh, Twitch.tv Frontier for uh, Frontier Developments and there's a thing for you where you can donate. Go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash frontier hyphen game blast 20. Uh, link is in the show notes, so you don't have to try to type it out as I say it. <clears throat> go go get involved. That's that's super awesome. Well, uh, as a little note, a personal note to Frontier Developments, if you're, if you're listening, <clears throat> It's very cool that you're auctioning out off dinner with the developers. That's super, super awesome. There's a lot of people that aren't close enough to be able to take advantage of that that are huge fans of yours, uh, three of which are right here in this comms channel. Um, I would like you guys to auction off a stream date 
with the staff. So you mm-hmm. say like, hey, you can get FaceTime a one-hour dinner. stream. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, a, well, the idea behind a stream date is like, hey, I'm going to bid and go on a quote-unquote stream date with Will Flanagan or 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 Stephen Benedetti or Don Antonacci or Paige Harvey or Dav or, you know, maybe even put out a big one and see if someone's going to put down some big cash to have a one-hour stream date with with David Braben and like literally it's like, okay, we're going to log in. We're in comms together. We're going to go drive SRVs or we're going to fly around and do like, you get to pick something. It's like, man, I want to go race SRVs with David Braben while we just talk about, you know, like, Hey man, what was, tell me some of the cool ideas that you, you know, had when you were first thinking about this back in 1984 or whatever. Obviously, guys, if you win this, anyone who's got the money to put forth to win something like this is not going to be a jackass and be like, tell me about Raxla. Tell me about Fleeker. Like, yes, they're not going to tell you that stuff. But, you know, you could have a really cool conversation of like, man, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> if you had the the Star Citizen uh, backing, if you had that all that CIG, you know, billions of dollars, what would you do with it? And you might get an answer back like, oh my God, that's uh, like, sounds like a curse in disguise. Like, it sounds like a great idea, but it's a trap. I'm, I like where we're going with things or, you know, whatever, like it could be neat or like, man, I want to, <clears throat> I want to go out and do rally racing or, or go out and go out with, you know, Will Flanagan and, and light up some hazreses or whatever, an hour long thing they could auction off and it would, you know, it would be cool, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. My my wife came home from the ballet and my dog started barking and I muted my mic as quick as I could. <laughs> no worries. All right. So uh, Down to Earth Astronomy later that night put out a uh, atmospheric flight demo video. This is the fan-made video. This was, uh, you know, we've seen Ant put out a video on that a, a bit back. Uh, this is a six-minute long video. It's just pure joy. There's something about that guy, man. When when Astro, <laughs> when Down to Earth Astronomy puts out a video on something, you just see him smiling and like flying around. He's like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is very cool. It's cooler than I thought it was now that I see you do it. Um, also, Astro put out space. Uh, so this is an older video that it just jumped in right after that fan, this new fan-made video. He put out space legs maybe better than you think. This was from back in May uh, 29th of 2019. Uh, basically, the crux of it is if we get space legs, that will put a ton of pressure on frontier development to address instancing so that the stations don't seem empty. And he's saying, like, this could be sort of an interesting, cool back way, backdoor way into getting them to focus more on instancing things, which if they do it for people in elite fleet walking around in stations, it would have to also work for flying around. So it could be an interesting way to kind of get more of what we want. So I dig that. Uh, Links in the show notes. All right. Thursday, today, recording day. I'm almost done. Crimson Gamer 99 put out, uh, this was an older video as well. Every ship in Elite Dangerous in one sentence or less. It's a five-minute long video. It's an old video from November. I mean, it's, it's a couple months old, but it's hilarious. And I wanted to include it just because Crimson Gamer 99 put out more stuff like that. That was that was amazing. That was really, really great. <clears throat> Alec Turner. All right. So the I told you in the story time about that you get more on Alec Turner. Alec Turner put out his base jumping and flying to the derelict anaconda video it's a six minute long video look when i put this in the show notes and when i put this in the in the the page earlier today 
This video had 16 views. Okay. This video needs to have a million views. God damn. The control and skill of Fliving is amazing. He literally base jumps off of a mountain that's, I don't know, 20 miles away from the derelict anaconda site. And anybody could post a video where they're like, look at me, I'm fliving, I'm cool. When you're like over open terrain or even broken terrain, but you're just flying sort of left, anybody yeah. can do that. In this, he's jumping, he base jumps off this cliff and he jumps, he drops far. And then he's bouncing and bouncing off of mountaintop to mountaintop and jumping and doing crazy shit. At times he's like spinning around and going backwards or upside down or whatever. I can't, I have no way to describe if you were to tell me like, Hey, if you could do that, we'll give you a million dollars. I would not be able to do it. This guy, what he was talking about where he says what he likes about elite is the ability to get good with something incredibly hard. And then, you know, feel that accomplishment. Go look at this video. The link is in the show notes. Um, it's just incredible. And like I said, the video has 16 views. Don't just like look at this at this video. Watch the video and click on there to subscribe and be notified when he posts stuff. This is the guy that runs the buckyball stuff. This is the guy that <clears throat> I mean, he's just this guy's a monster. Look, look at the, I challenge anyone, watch this six minute long video and tell me you think you could do that. He flies mountainside to mountainside. He's jumping, doing all kinds of stuff. And he lands, he ends up exactly at the anaconda, the derelict anaconda site. It's not just, oh, I'm going to jump from this mountain or whatever. He's like, okay, in the next six minutes, I'm going to go 20 miles that way and get to an exact fixed point while I'm jumping and flying. And I would have seeing the video, if you rewatch it, you can rewatch it a second time and go, oh, there's no way he's going to get there. And even knowing that he gets it, it's just impossible. But he does it, and it's amazing. Have you guys seen that video? He, he's crazy. I've seen several of his videos. I didn't watch that one in particular, um, but I know, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I watched this one here. It's, man, I'm always amazed by the way that people actually do that whole uh, uh it, to me, the, 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 I'm not saying flapping. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you just said it. Uh, I, the the way I'm a big believer that the SRV is shit, and I want it to go away. <laughs> I want something else. Um, but that being said, I'm amazed when when people who are far more skilled than me can do things with it. But uh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, I think Alex Turner has something to say to you. He says, "Get good, scrub." Uh, you and I are going to have to get good together because I'm totally right with you on being a scrub with my SRV. I'm, I'm, I could, I, I want to learn to do that, man. Tracks. It's the last video that's posted in the in the links channel. Yeah, it, you check it out as soon as we're done. It's you're going to mm -hmm. lose your shit. In fact, I want to hear your 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 response when you play. It. <laughs> All, right. All right. So <clears throat> also this morning, Commander Bird did his Thursday breakfast club. So go check it out. I, I every week I say, you know, go check it out. Like I, there's no link to put in there. This is a Twitch live stream. So like you have to see it as it's going on, but go now, put a little reminder, like go check Thursday mornings and, and see it as it happens because it's going to be good stuff, man. It's mm -hmm. definitely. Does he not stuff. archive? <clears throat> 
I, I he probably does, and I'm just an idiot with that Twitch stuff. I, I'm Twitch I'm can do can do archives YouTube up wizard. to 14 days, I think, by default. But he might have that yeah. switched off. I'll I'll have to take a look at all that because I I do much more YouTube side stuff than Twitch stuff. So, yeah. all right, Sagittarius I. Uh, put out a little article uh, today. Operation Ida celebrates repairing over 100 stations. Last Sunday, Operation Ida completed repairs in the Hook Gateway in LHS 6187, marking 100 stations repaired by the group. To celebrate, they're hosting an event over their communications hub starting on February 14th, that's today, and running all weekend with prizes available for participating commanders. There's a link in the show notes to the Sagittarius I column, uh, uh, column article, and then go there, and you can see all the information, uh, you know, about the <clears throat> about the actual events and whatnot. Today's Sod- sidebar here. Uh, sidebar here is that today is the thirteenth, not fourteenth. To, to, uh, yeah, I'm a day ahead. I'm sorry. Tomorrow <laughs> is the fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, FDev today did the stream featured Commander AXI, uh, the Anti Zeno Initiative. So Stephen piloted, Paige was the co-pilot and directed the stream. And Stephen got his first interceptor kill, and then he lived happily ever after and for sure did not blow up no matter what you heard. Don't believe that communist propaganda. There's a link in the show notes to the YouTube where you can see uh, Commander Stephen out there doing his part to squash bugs. Uh, also today, Obsidian Ant dropped a and ant. This is uh, one of his sort of irregular series that he does. That it's just every once in a while he does a Q and A, and this one was really, really good. I'm not going to get to all the questions. A lot of the questions, well, not a lot. Some of the questions didn't weren't elite focused, so to speak. He does other games as well, and some of them were talking about other different things. But I'm going to hit the elite highlights. So he, he was asked, "Your thoughts on atmospheric landing and space legs? If you had to do one, like, what do you think?" And he said he would much prefer atmospheric worlds um, if you must choose one. Maybe water worlds as well. More flora and fauna to come down the line maybe. But he's all about that atmospheric landings. Uh, With regard to space legs, he said, you know, that sounds interesting too. I'm a little curious on how the control schemes for that are going to work. But he was more, if he had to pick one, he was more on the atmo landing side. Uh, What would you want most in Elite? His answer is where he wants some fast travel locally, uh, maybe the galaxy covered with the fog of war where you have to unlock maps sort of as you go around uh, so that it's it's more of the exploration has more of a feel to it. Um, he wants more, you know, super cruise fast travel to be faster. Get rid of the gravity wells. Uh, they slow you down a lot. Also, no. <clears throat> Well, he wants faster travel. Like, so, I mean, that's a granular thing where you go a little faster so that like Hutton doesn't take an hour and a half to get out to. Um, yeah. So I'm going to jump in here. Do that. This is like putting flying in World of Warcraft. It, sh- it sh- shrinks the size of the world, it shrinks the size clear, of the galaxy. To, it, to it be it's clear. not a good idea. To, to be clear, though, he's not saying he wants like it to be instantaneous. He just wants it sped up a little. <clears throat> and also it's, here's, it's a here's bad a, idea i do not okay. like that at all all right well also what he wants is the same systems uh close so like if they have all the same stuff we have in the systems now but with increased speed you could add new stuff farther out to explore like rogue planets asteroids comets etc uh the other thing he would want would be like better trade tools for the market 
Um, so how can we speed up Super Cruise? Uh, we get rid of gravity wells. You could vastly speed up Super Cruise. You could double the acceleration rate or get rid of the speed cap. Um, these are these are things that some people are going to want and other people's are not. Um, Alec well, there, there's, there's been multiple times that he's actually this, and I am I am I'm vehemently against this. Right on. And okay. and, and like I, I don't even want to discuss it on the show <laughs> because I don't want anyone to spread it. it, it <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Well, all right. So opinions vary on this subject. <laughs> all right. So Alec Turner wrote in a question to him saying, the ongoing elite dangerous content drought is cause of a lot of content creators, uh, is causing a lot of content creators problem in knowing what to talk about. As fleet carriers, space legs, the 2020 update and the mining adjustments have all been done to death. So let's mix it up. If you could uh, decide what the community managers covered in the next Thursday live stream, Allowing for the obvious constraints, like they can't tell you the stuff that they can't tell you, <clears throat> what would it be? This answer, the, first off, the question, Alex, was brilliant. The answer, Ant, was brilliant right here. Ant says that he would like regular streams focusing on current workflow that the, and, and development. How is the development going? Their thoughts and insights on the same. So what he's saying is <clears throat> instead of, Every Thursday, you know, you have your featured commander or every Monday you have your back in the sidewinder or whatever you do your chats. What he would like are those things to still happen sometimes, but to be more rare. And what if you were to mix it up to where like two or three out of every four of the the Thursday streams or the month pick one and say like, okay, the, the Thursday streams, we're going to keep it just community events as they are. Or the Monday streams, keep it whatever. But one or the other fairly regularly, if not, more most of the time b actually have a developer there and talking about like hey we're this week we're working on this we we've changed this we've we've changed this little thing and we're testing it here and this is how it's working and this is what we think or just thoughts of on the workflow and actually give sort of the uh the the people a little more meat to sink their teeth into on hey this is what we're working on now obviously there's going to be big picture stuff that they can't talk about when it comes to fleet carriers or you know the big 2020 update but there are little things you, you have two teams right now you've got your <clears throat> your tiger team that's handling the 2020 stuff and you have your crew that's handling the current stuff if you were to get one of the crew that's handling the current stuff and they were to say like hey this is, you know, a thing that we're working on with the low temperature diamond issue, or this is what we're working on with this mining change or this bug fix. Even if it's not big picture stuff, if you had a developer out there that was just discussing something of what's happening now and what they're working on, it could go a long way to, I think, making people feel a little better about like, okay, this is a thing that's happening and it's actually, you know, happening. Any thoughts? Uh, Go ahead, Trax. Hmm. Well, I, okay. I don't know. I, I, I look. I would love. I would love to hear what's all what's happening. Um, I think that the reasons that they don't and can't share that sort of stuff are because of how complicated it gets with expectations and everything. And, and I don't think there's any way to manage that. Human beings are jerks. Ultimately, and there's just too there's too much there's too many people who aren't measured 
in their expectation and response and thoughtful and, and uh, you know, forum nonsense would be just totally out of control. I, I just don't see how it could, it could work and not make things worse than it is having no information. As bad as no information is, I, that's my fear, I guess. I don't know. I think that the, uh, I think that the leak, the infamous leak, I think that the leak actually killed our information. And the reason I say that is because after that leak came out, Frontier got very, very dark. And I think it's because they're in a situation where they're not real sure where that leak came from. And they don't necessarily, they're in a a position where they're they're not going to show anything until they're 100% done with it. And a good example is the fleet carrier thing where they they were kind of ready to show it. And then we don't quite know exactly what happened with that from Frontier's point of view. We just know that they pushed it back for a while. And, you know, I I would just the mindset that that leak killed. I think that we would have got a lot more information. I think they would have triggered out more information about uh, fleet carriers and about the 2020 update throughout 2019 to build or throughout 2020 to build up uh, hype for it. And, yeah, we're not very far into it. But still, we got, you know, God, we got at least 10 more months of this. And I think that I think that leak killed us. Well, not 10 more months of this. We're going to have we're going to have some announcement in the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to have well, I'm exaggerating a, a drop on, on the I'm exaggerating. 10 months, 10 months on the 2020 update. The Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I mean. I mean, we're, we're, we're I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, we're we're in a situation where we are we are in a content drought, and I think that leak is what did it to us. As, as I, juicy I, as that leak was, I think I think I think it killed us. I completely agree with you that the the person that did that leak did no service to not not only did they not do any service to Frontier Development, they did not do any service to the community as a whole. They've they've hurt way more than they've helped in their whatever if maybe it was malicious uh, of intent in which case then you know congratulations you succeeded in being a dick but if it wasn't malicious in intent if it was like man this will be awesome and we'll dry we'll get some excitement or whatever you you, you failed at that i think you you caused problems for sure <clears throat> all right so there was more to the obsidian ant video but i'm gonna cut it at that go check it out it, it's an excellent video some of the opinions you're going to agree with some of the opinions you're going to disagree with but they're interestingly uh laid out so you know check it out um all right which brings us that's the end of elite week that takes us to the thargoid report <clears throat> the thargoid report there you go. should i have a theme song should i make it anyway yeah for sure Okay. Uh, if it's working, that doesn't involve me. Yeah. Uh, Tegeta <laughs> has been cleared. For the second week in a row, the Thargoids have managed to hold ground across three different systems for an entire week. A combined effort of the Hive, AXI, and many other independent groups and pilots were finally able to clear Tegeta, allow- allowing it to come under repair this week. Many pilots are now making the trip down to the Witchhead Nebula to carry out the fight. Evangelis, Lembas, and Hip. 16813 all remain under incursion and continue to burn. Thankfully, this comes with the resolve that no new systems have yet come under attack since the single colossal assault began two weeks ago. So the final task remains to clean up what's left. 
Last week's Eagle Eye defense system indicated only uninhabited systems as infestation systems. So there are no new incursions. <clears throat> the following systems remain under incursion from weeks prior. In order for repairs to begin, these systems must be cleared of Thargoid presence. In the Pleiades, it's HIP 16813. There are no burning stations. Moderate Thargoid presence. In the Witchhead Nebula, Evangelis can relay burning. Uh, it's a station that's burning that has three Federation factions in it. So if you want to get your Federation rank, that's the one to go to. They have a marginal Thargoid presence. In the Lembas system, Sal Project is burning. It's a system that has a, a, a station that has three Imperial factions in it. So if you want to get your cutter, that's where you go to grind that rank. <clears throat> it has significant Thargoid, Thargoid presence. Um, beyond the incursions, a large number of non-human signal sources are still showing up throughout the Pleiades Nebula and the Witchhead Nebula for general Xeno combat at any time. New infestations, Eagle Eye is still pending transmission. So again, going back to FDAV, going back to the Galnet issue, just to be clear in case anyone's confused or whatever, this is not anything like the invasion that we had before. Before, they were hitting hard, they were hitting fast, but the AXI guys would go in there and clearing them up. Now they're hitting like four times as hard, but they're like not going after new stuff. So it's like it, it, the, the, the formula got changed there. And <clears throat> as a result, it used to be, you know, sometimes like the the – the tick would happen on Thursday. And then if you wanted to get out there and, and get in to mix it up, by the time you got out there, if you weren't there early in the weekend, like by Friday night, a lot of the stuff was getting cleared or whatever. So now it's much more dug in. This is definitely a thing that would be a good direct thing that you can comment on in a Galnet news article. But more so, it's also good for people who want to get in there and do some of this AX work, but they just weren't able to ever catch it because it was like the fat kid at a soccer game. By the time they got there, the ball was not there anymore. Well, now <laughs> it's there. Go kill some bugs. <clears throat> uh, so again, how do I get involved? We covered this already in previous weeks. I've got, if, so the link is in the show notes that has the full thing to this Reddit article. It also has, you know, links to the Anti-Xeno Initiative Discord, the Anti-Xeno Knowledge Base. You can click on the Discord to get involved. You can click on the Knowledge Base to look up how you build ships, what you do, all the frequently asked questions. For search and rescue operations, the post-disaster evacuation service Discord, click on that link. It'll take you right there. For station repairs, Operation Ida website and their Discord, so you can get your questions answered and you can... Uh, you know, get access to their Discord. We're going to skip the content creator because we're already super, super long. And that's the end of it. We're ready for story time with Old Man Ty. So last week, story time took us out to HR 5906, which that is the, uh, oh, what is it called? The Snake Anaconda, the... The, abandoned, the derelict anaconda. Yeah. Well, I knew that, but there was a they had they there's an actual name for it. Uh the stranded snake. That's what it was. The stranded snake. Sorry. So we went out to the stranded snake. And um so it looks like that there was like this like this uh, anaconda landed and then uh someone else actually came and or this anaconda crash landed or whatever, got stuck. 
and then they built a little settlement out of it. And then someone else actually came and left. Uh, uh, I mean, they there were three messages they left. Janie and her companion, and I don't think they ever named her companion, came out there. And um, they get they get into an SRV sidebar here. Is I'm trying to figure out how what where's the two seater SRV. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, because Janie and her companion gets out and um, goes into this anaconda, and apparently they switch on the security systems. And we kind of assume that the security systems either hurt them, killed them, or ran them off. We don't really know. But there were three arrays out here. Now, this was the furthest we've ever gone as far as uh, uh, where to go in in uh, for story time with old man Ty, but it was a really cool place. I thought, and um, I did not, apparently this thing has been out and about for a while. And I discovered this just a few weeks ago. And I did a little video on the YouTube that actually kind of showed where it was at. and went through the whole thing, but this week we're going to bring it back to the bubble. And uh, it's about 100 light years or so for, from Shinrata. And we're going to go to the system Con, C-O-N-N, uh, planet A, uh, or planet A3A, uh, planet, moon, planet. I can't remember how they did that. Anyway, planet A3A. And uh, this, is a, this is a little bit bigger one than what we, the last week, the, the stranded snake was a little smaller one, but it was a little further out. And I wanted to kind of see how many people would, would go the 400 or some odd light years out there to scan this. This was really cool, I thought, though, that they built this little settlement out of that anaconda. But this week we're headed out to Con. There's a much bigger thing at Con that we're going to talk more about next week. There are five uh, uh, relay beacons to scan and get the um, data from, and we'll go from there. Um, I don't think I actually made it out there this week because I had too much real life stuff going on. Uh, Trax, did you make it out there? <laughs> he was part I mean, of our pyramid. Yeah, like oh, it was the pyramid. Y'all were the pyramid. I was, in the, I was in the stack of ships. I can't remember who who all was in the pyramid. As I, it was, it was Dubs, Brittany, uh, Dubs, Raxla, Maxla, Trax, uh, Data, and myself. So every, everybody, uh, all the cool kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it, like if you go through the uh, story time screenshots, there's a really cool one where they went and stacked, and there's this little bitty DBX up at the top, just little bitty DBX, and mm-hmm. balanced on its nose. <laughs> That's it me, was, bro. Uh, it, I'm small I, but mighty. I wish the hell I had been online and done that. I think I, God, I can't remember what I was doing. That I think I think that was the night I had to work super duper late, wasn't it, or one of the nights? I don't know. Um, so last week we actually got an email from Commander McPherson. And um, he, uh, I, I need, I want to, before I, before I read emails online, I try to get permission that it's okay before I read them online. So um, he gave me permission this week to read it online. So I want to, I want to read through it real quick. So, hey there, Loose Screws crew. I want to drop you a line and say how much I enjoyed jumping into the Discord with y'all last night. Hope I didn't commit any Discord faux pas by hopping right on to the voice comms. But I'd say there was a moment that was slightly being Star Trek when I starstruck when I jumped in, probably because of Kai. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like I mentioned, I'm trying to interact with cool online communities this year, and I'm here talk, talking to the host and co-host of the American Elite Dangerous Podcast. Cool as fuck. Ty, the first episode where you discuss why you're doing the podcast and push, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone really gave me the push I needed to make the jump into trying something new. Listening to you grow this podcast, bring in your awesome co-hosts and have cool guests really brings this community to life for me. Awesome job, Lewis Screws crew. I look forward to hanging out again in the future and participating in the squad goals with y'all. I want to say thank you for what you're doing and keep up the good work. Fly safe, zero seven. So, man, uh, number one, uh, I think I saw you in the Discord earlier tonight, if I'm not mistaken. You're on now, though. But, uh, man, anybody who is in a situation who was like me when I started this podcast or who was in a situation with like Commander McPherson who uh, is a little timid about, you know, hopping on here with us, I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat. Like, there's, a, there's a reason why we play video games and don't, like, go to bars and stuff. So it's just, it's not our thing. And this is where we like to hang out. So, you know, it just, it takes, how's the saying go? It takes 10 seconds of, of being purely brave and then you can, you can cross the threshold. I think that's how, how the saying goes. Sure. Well, we'll make it nine Sounds in good. our discord. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is it saying nine seconds? I can- no, I, I was, I was no, saying we could we'll beat make it that. easier. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, he actually sent me a follow up email, and, uh, he actually finished the podcast backlog, uh, which apparently he burned through those and in like really fast because it was a couple of days later he did that. So wow, wow, yeah, I know he went through everything. That's uh, that's dedication. That's that's a lot of listening to me ramble on about nothing but bullshit. So, <laughs> but that brings it to the end of my notes. Do y'all have anything else y'all want? Not I. I'm good, man. All right. Well, I think that is going to round out the show for the week. Um, hey, cool thing. We have a, a domain, loosescrewzd.com. You will be able to find all the ways to reach us there so we don't have to go through them all. Um, you can always email us at loosescrewsquestions at gmail.com. And our Twitter is loosescrewzed. I am Ty Worsham, and you can reach me at Commander Turbo. Kai is at... Uh, uh, I am at tinyurl.com forward slash loose screws podcast because I don't give a shit about my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't use... I don't really use Twitter either. Uh, Discord. Discord's the place. Yeah, it really is. That's really the best place to just is the Discord because... No, the answer tracks. You are at... Loose Squadron. <laughs> There's no URL for that. <laughs> no, no. Just try to send the game, bro. Oh, yep, Lord. that's right. <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to land this plane now. Uh, right on, man. I appreciate you guys joining us this evening. Um, I appreciate to us being joined to you. Tracks, once again, thank you for joining us. I know you can't make it every Appreciate it when you can't make it. Uh, yeah, Kai, it's always great when you're here, man. It's always great. Kai, you're always welcome here. You're always here. I don't know how the hell you function the way you sleep, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all your work. Yeah, his caffeine intake must be like ridiculous. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll have a, y'all have a good night. Be excellent to each other for the mug. For the mug. For the mug. See you guys next time. Bye.